And there we go. All right. Oh, you coming through all right? Yeah, I think so. I think I called an echo, and I was like, oh, man, I can't hear it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sam Vaughn, dude, thanks for joining me, dude. Absolutely. So the people look up. Happy yeah. to be a part of the podcast again. Oh, stoked to have you back on. I, I, you know, I guess we'll kind of tell the story of, like, originally we planned to do this last fall, and then I got super busy and fires all around. And, and then uh, I think it was Tyrell left early, or was it you? One of you guys, like, took off back to school. That was... That was me. That was you, yeah. And I think it, I think it was a date you told me, and I just like spaced it. And also, I was like, "Hey, are you around?" And you're like, "No, man, I'm in class." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> cool, man. We'll see you next year." <laughs> yeah, that, it was a huge bummer because both Tyrell and I had talked about it too, because uh, we had played with the idea of doing it at TP. Yeah, that was the plan originally. Right? No, that would be kind of scary with all this hardware trying to get it set up and Dude. no electricity. Yeah, yeah, I got some batteries. I forgot I got. Well, actually, no, I didn't bring it with because I was gonna say I got like a pretty big. Uh, external, um, what was it, like, like power pack? Power pack, yeah, it's nice. like a power pack. Yeah, I was actually looking at this guy I was working with. Uh, his name's Cam, so shout out to Cam from the old uh, Cat Rocks folks. Uh, he's an outdoorsman. I think he's trying to kind of grow a channel. Cam Hogan, I think that's his name, and uh, or his full name. And I think that's his name on uh, Instagram. I mean, and uh, but he's got like this Jackery box. He's showing me this thing, and they're hiking up to across the lake. And I was like, what? What's that about? You know, I saw it on his tailgate. And uh, he's he's like a, a techie kind of gear guy, so it was like mm-hmm. picking his brain. I was like, man, it's awesome, you know, like that really is. Yeah, and he, dude, and it's it's so smart, man. Like doing the research and and finding the best stuff, man. You're gonna have a better experience, man. You get better gear, you know. Absolutely, it'd be nice. I mean, if you really were feeling up to it, you could go up the hill to Medicine Point again, oh drag yeah. all your stuff. Yeah, that would be incredible. That would be an awesome podcast, huh? Hell of a hike, but <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be definitely a stretch. But I think yeah, that'd be good. That'd be a blast if you grabbed like some of the lookouts locally too. Uh, Tyrell, Jen, Ellie, Tanner, yeah. folks like that, and then like, all right, let's take a weekend and go up there and camp. Yeah, hang out, do a podcast. Yeah, with everybody, yeah. share some stories. That would be super cool. Yeah, I'd be, man, I wish. Like, I wonder if I could coordinate. I mean, I'm a partnership coordinator now, so maybe <laughs> I could do that. But, uh, yeah, because that'd be kind of cool, man, just get, like, everybody together and uh, have, like, a, a good send-off to the end of the year, you know, because that's what we're always kind of talking about is, like, trying to do more mm-hmm. stuff in the off-season. Cause, like, mental health, right? Right. And and uh, my buddy August, who's on the podcast, he's on the Bitter Hot Shots. And, nice. um, yeah, if anyone's kind of interested in, in checking out that episode, it was pretty good. We talked about mental health and just some th- stuff we kind of spitballing around. Like, we're not experts, but we've also been through it, you know, been through fire seasons that were just – never ending and then all of a sudden they do end and you got what do you do next right you know you have no direction and i've been that young guy with i mean 40 grand in your pocket and more beer than you can drink <laughs> and a couple months later you're like fuck i'm miserable yeah yeah you're, <laughs> you're like hey, i haven't been doing anything i got nothing to do and then like we were talking in that podcast it's like because you have no adventure in your life like fires your adventure and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. that adventure is gone so it's like you you don't even really feel like calling people because they're like hey what have you been up to and you're like eh, nothing nothing <laughs> yeah you don't have a story right so it's like it, so you start getting more like introverted on that lifestyle so it's like man trying to do something more in that off season stuff you know mm-hmm. to bring us together and, and keep the community and the family alive because you know, essentially like and everyone refers to it, we are family in the wildland world you know right and, and in the forest service in general so it's like man i think you know and it doesn't have to be agency but as long as it's something that like the agency will approve of you know like something like that like mm-hmm. before they lock up medicine point for the season you know like reserve that last couple of days for a get together like that you know especially for the lookouts to hang because you're talking all summer but you, like you're oh not yeah. seeing each other you know yep yeah we tried to do that last year which was really nice uh the the folks in darby 
all oh, the lookouts. Yeah. So it was like me, Tyrell, and Ellie. Oh, cool. We went out to sushi. <laughs> really? <laughs> just like, we have to do this before we all leave. We have yeah. to do this. In Hamilton there? Did. Yeah. Oh, that's Second so cool. Street. Yeah, that's good, man. Because like, I'm sure like you guys be like, hey, man, you remember that thing? And then like it just kind of gets the ball rolling out. And you're like, oh, that storm. Yeah, well, wow, wild, you know? <laughs> you remember the fire backing down right down that hill towards you? <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. How exciting was that? <laughs> you know? yeah. Poor Tyrell. <laughs> oh, is that what happened last? Oh, uh, it was the the Trail Creek. Oh yeah, I was yeah. I was about to say, and, and it. I mean, he had miles to go, but he was watching it like just back down, just inching every day towards the community springer right oh, there. Oh yeah, and I think after a while he was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "Are we gonna do something?" Yeah, we need. Yeah, we need. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you know, effort was being made for sure. It was a it was a big deal, but it was scary watching it yeah. advance toward that community, and he got to see that in real time, day and night. Yeah, man. Oh, that's dude. That actually like kind of goes another point that I've been um, trying to kind of lace through these podcasts and like like so through these podcasts. I guess is a better word, but like, lace works. I guess I don't know. You think <laughs> both of Yeah, 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 yeah. No habla. <laughs> <laughs> why not both? Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Why not both? Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Really, both because like that that sense of like uh, people in the woods all the time as lookouts. You know, because like there's a there was a push um, not too long ago. It felt like, and I don't know any of the policy on it but it seemed like they were trying to get rid of lookouts for a while you know like talking to reen uh eustace uh, he was saying that they actually had plans to burn medicine point but like they couldn't get the weather window and it's so far out there that they just couldn't quite make it up there to burn it down and thank god they didn't because <laughs> oh now it's still there yeah and like why I, why that's that's so there's no reason me. to get rid of it you no, know and that was just kind of the, the thing back in the day why in that type of fashion too like uh, well we don't know what we're gonna do with it you guys want to set it on fire? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's who's, fire who's, thing, who's making these decisions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Jesus, calm know. down, man. I even had enough fire this year. <laughs> you know? yeah, right. Yeah. And that, that would be a shame to lose because people do hike to that one and they do enjoy it and people do rent it still. Yeah, man. And, and I, you know, forgive me if I told this on the podcast before because, you know, some of this stuff loops, but no, no worries. I was in the, I was in, I was in the, um, uh, dispatch just filling in after my surgery, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, someone came in and, I don't know exactly how the story went, but I'll just tell it how I remember it, is that someone came in It was, like, curious if the lookout at Ward Mountain still existed, and I was like, I'm not sure. And uh, there was a fella, and I think his wife had been there with him, who had staffed Ward Mountain, one of the last folks, and it uh, turns out he hiked up, and it's a brutal hike up Ward Mountain, mm. and the lookout's not there anymore. Oof. And I was like, dang, man, like, he had that no hurts. idea. Yeah, like, and you put in that effort, man, you're going to see something that will, like, really meant something to you. I mean, even if you spent one season in there, you had so much time, like, to be in one little structure. And oh, truly. Yeah, and stewarding the forest, you know, yeah. from on high. Like it becomes your home. It does. In a different kind of way. Yeah. Especially with the, the setup that you have. You live in a box, and it just it kind of becomes your box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your little, like, wooden glass box, you know? <laughs> That's and right. Yeah. My glass house of emotion on top of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely, dude. I mean, it's your, it's your kitchen. It's your bedroom. It's your living room. It's your office. It's your... Everything. Everything, yeah, yeah, man. Like, yeah, your quiet space. You know, like so many, you know, you hear so many stories of like um, folks coming out and, and uh, writing like poem, poems and, mm-hmm. and books and stuff. Like, I think it was uh, Trina Moyle. Uh, we're friends on, on Instagram. I've been kind of wanting to connect with her on um, doing a podcast together too because she's doing some cool things. And she yeah. did a, uh, wrote a book. I think it was like um, Love and Lookout and Love. It's, ah, geez, I'm screwing this up. I apologize, Trina, but it's a, <laughs> Just look up Trina, Trina Moyle, and you can find the book. And it, um, yeah, it's, it's just a book about like her experience in the lookout and stuff and life. And he's like, oh yeah, we do have I a Google machine. I was like, I gotta put it in my phone right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna add it. I'm, I'll put it with the others. Yeah, all oh, the books yeah. I need to read. I know because yeah, I haven't got around to it yet. And then um, there's also a fellow who lives in, in Lolo who um, I'm trying to think what he's 
he stopped to look out in Idaho and he met this out out uh this crazy outdoorsman dude. Mm-hmm. One of the way back old school lookouts who was just kind of crazy stories and they yeah. nicknamed him Tarzan and the book's <laughs> called Tarzan. Nice. And uh oh, that's John Crawford. I'm gonna have him on the podcast and like oh, so cool. like that's you know, two examples just off the top of my head of like folks who like wrote books that are like really good books. Like I've heard Trina, Trina Moyle's excellent read and I like I said, I I gotta get it and Hopefully I'll meet her one day and get a, get a signature on that sucker, you know, I'm right? Look it up right quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah, all that to say, like even Tyrell's a writer, you know, and he spends tons of times. So he's done a lot of projects over at Teepee where he's uh, put together a lot of shorts and worked on his like crazy masterpiece of a book. I oh, don't know when really? he's going to finish it. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I think the guy's a great writer too. Yeah, so I don't like. I got I pulled it up on Amazon, so I'll flash it to the camera for folks who want to check it out. But it's a uh, lookout, love, solitude, and searching for wildfire in the Boreal Forest. I think I'm pronouncing that right. By Trina Moyles. Oh, so, nice. yeah. Uh, let's see. The top says, a totally engrossing story of fear and love. Self uh, recommendation. Oh man, I don't even know that word. Healing. Uh, and I'm gonna let you look at that word. Let me <laughs> re something. That one's beyond my vocabulary, man. Yeah, can you make out that word? The print's really small too, so I mean, recrimination. Recrimination. Yeah, so I guess I, yeah, I was kind of on it. I, I, either way, you'll grow grow through this book. <laughs> oh, there you go. Good way. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. Good uh, good finish on that. I think she's doing some other cool like research and stuff too. So, and when I was at that lookout conference, I don't think I told you, but I spoke at the. Hmm. Forest Fire Lookout Association. Really? I didn't even cool. know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like, they're the ones who like kind of go around and, and help uh, resurrect some old lookouts and, and uh, just yeah. spread the good word about lookouts and stuff. And really good folks, man. And talking with um, uh, Kyle and, and Gary, and they invited me to, to come speak. And, and like I jumped at it, but also I was like, oh, man, I wonder what I'm going <laughs> to talk what about. What do I say? Yeah, yeah exactly, because <laughs> I've never been to one. And it was super cool. It was great. And, and I think uh, a few of those folks like recommended trying to get in touch with her. So part reason I was bringing it up but like that I mean just that have time on your hands to pour yourself into a book like that and and you know I've heard from more people um recently especially since they see my the title they're like oh do you know Trina and I'm like no but you know I know where she is because it's small circles mm-hmm. and, and they're like you got to read the book and that's fascinating and see if you can get a hold of her so I would love to get that perspective of someone else who's work to look at it's always fun talking to people just the stories are so similar but so different yeah and i think that boreal forest hopefully i'm pronouncing that right is in, in canada too so that's another oh, cool thing is like yeah. to see like how they run things in canada you know mm-hmm. like uh yeah like a few other folks that follow that get flown into their lookout in canada by oh, a yeah. helicopter and stuff and get resupplied by helicopter like that's pretty cool you know it, it definitely is it's it's a lot of solitude which is pretty crazy yeah it, can, it is it can affect people in very interesting ways yeah yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like the Shining effect, maybe you know. That's one thing. I, that's why when I think about like solitude, you know, like the movie The Shining, you know, yeah. oh, I'll work and no play. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it can kind of feel like, unless you kind of make your work your play. Where yeah. it's just like I live in the mountains, like I'm going to take full advantage, so I make it a point to go out and hike every day, unless you've torn your feet up doing a stupid backpacking oh, trip. Exhibit, <laughs> exhibit A. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, you know, if I'm not doing something ridiculous like that, like why not hike? you know, down the hill, even halfway on any given day, just go explore a little bit go look at some new draw that you haven't really been deep in. Yeah. And I don't know, to me, that's, that's fun. It keeps it interesting beside like playing games, reading books, making phone calls, yeah. <laughs> whatever else you're going to do to 
Occupy your time. Make, Study, hopefully. Make, making friends with squirrels. Yeah, like <laughs> you was, <laughs> you know, you hear the squirrel stories, like people having like a pet, uh, like a pet friend squirrel that's not really like a pet, but just hangs out, you know? I like Tyrells because it's, it's the opposite of that. It's the antagonist squirrel. Oh, really? Yeah, so he, it's a lot more wooded over there. My lookout is very, um, it's high desert, Montana. Yeah. So mine's more like dusty and rocks and rattlesnakes and stuff like that. Really freaking hot when it's the hot sunny weather you know for weeks on end he's more forested so he's got a lot more squirrels i don't really have that kind of wildlife i get like the occasional buck the rams the snakes oh ram that's pretty cool yeah and uh the squirrels will get into his outhouse and they'll grab like nasty toilet paper and then yeah and then run off with it and it'll spread it all over the bottom of his tower and the the hill so he tries to chase them off and keep it policed up and where it's supposed to be in the outhouse keep clean and his stories about chasing after squirrels that are carrying nasty toilet paper, and he's like, "Hey, get back here!" Uh, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> trying to pick it up, trying to hold it in. <laughs> Poor oh, guy, dude, that's brutal, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brutal. It's like, man, I'm I'm glad I just have rattlesnakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll take the snakes for sure over yeah, that, man. Stay out of my outhouse. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> we have an understanding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just hang on the surface where I can see you. <laughs> yeah. you hang out over there. I'm gonna be over here. Yeah, yeah. Like we give each other space. <laughs> oh man yeah i meant to ask you so like mm-hmm. uh, you know research on that and trying to kind of keep one ear on you a little bit which i'm horrible at but uh you said tyrell's he's working on a book right now Did we, yeah, talk, we probably talked about that last time yeah he's been writing for quite a few years now and he does a lot of like small pro- side projects too but yeah, oh, really? he is he's working on a big book right now with a fellow co-author whoa oh cool do you can you give it like a what's about or do you know what's about oh man um it's it's um is it like outdoorsy stuff? Or is it more like his neuro? No, it's neither. Neither. <laughs> he, oh. He's writing like a, like a, almost like a Lord of the Rings style, like very fantasy heavy oh. story. And it's, I read some of it and I, I actually really enjoy it. Oh, like, cool. Oh man, you're doing a really good job. Man, yeah. It's hard for me to give you a good <laughs> synopsis of his story. Well, especially because if it's, a, if it, well, if it's a, like an original story too, then it's hard to like, you can't base off anything. You're like, like you said, Lord of the Rings, you know, like that's like. And it's like kind of what it's akin to is what yeah. I would, I would kind of say but uh yeah, similar flavor but probably not like same, yeah right? exactly yeah and i i feel bad like i'd love to plug like oh yeah this guy who's a great author who you should definitely check out who doesn't have his book out yet yeah but <laughs> i wish he was here he's super busy right now because i actually asked him i was like hey man what are you doing on friday oh yeah and he's he's knee deep in work up yeah, in billings oh that's what i heard yeah because he, like one of his family had like some health stuff right so he had to stick around in billings Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. So we, we miss you, Tyrell. Wish you were here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. I I'd heard about that at the beginning of the season. I, he was kind of taking care of some family stuff. Yeah, but uh, he's doing well with that, and he's like putting his whole life back together in Billings, which is awesome. That's awesome, man. Probably like, reconnect some roots and stuff. Is he fr- is he from Billings? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good that he can do that, but continue to work on his passion projects and continue his education and every everything. Yeah, everything that that man always has his hands in. You know. Jeez, yeah. Was he going neuro neuroscience or something? Yeah, he was doing a neurosurgery, but he. Th- um, they had some doctors leave the program in Bozeman, and he oh. kind of had the rug pulled out from under him when he was in school in Bozeman because they no longer had the neurosurgery program that oh. he was in, and they were just like, "Sorry, dude. Good luck." Oh. So he moved to Missoula. And then he was only, he, I don't even know if he did a whole year there before everything happened and he had to go back to Billings. And now I'm pretty sure they don't have a neuro- neurosurgery program in Billings. Oh <laughs> so no. he's like, what can I do? And I think he l- might be looking at a chemistry position. Oh, at the campus or something, maybe like MCB or Rocky? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine Rocky Paymore being private, but I actually liked, 
I went to MSUB, but I, I think if I had to choose, if I were in his shoes, I'd probably go Rocky. Because, like, have you been on the Rocky Mountain campus? No, I have not. Yeah, Rocky Mountain College is a private school, so it's a little smaller and okay. old, man. Like, there's these cool, like, stone buildings. Ooh. Yeah, and I've never, I've only been inside, like, a couple of them. Because I was going to play football there, so. Gotcha. Yeah, I was, like, like there for spring camp and hanging around for, for a week. And, mm-hmm. and then we play basketball against them. So I go, like, cheer on our, you know, our uh, basketball players, you know, when they're, whenever MSUB was playing them. And uh, and we also played them in Powderpuff football. So we <laughs> we go to our MCB chicks. Yeah, it was really <laughs> cool, man. It was like a, a fun rivalry, you know. Like we get mm-hmm. all dressed up for the game and stuff. Awesome. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. Like, kind of like we were talking earlier about the camaraderie of like just going up in Medicine Point. You guys getting together for sushi, you know? Oh yeah. Like that's that's huge, man. Oh, and that's what I was gonna say too. Like another thing, I was kind of spitballing with some of the Trapper um, Job Corps folks, mm-hmm. Trapper Creek Job Corps. Um, was having maybe like a basketball tournament or something in the winter. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, and, and having it be like, since there's kind of four districts, but like really three districts anymore on, on the forest because, mm-hmm. you know, Stevensville, Darby, Sula, West Fork. Darby, Sula are combined now. Yeah. But for the sake of the game, I would almost want to like, depending on, I mean, it's hard to, Sula's really thin these days. So it'd be hard to get enough players. It, maybe it we'd like a three on three, you know? Yeah, it, it'd be pretty thin, especially folks who stay in the area. Yeah, it's, you can count on one hand. I have to bring you bring you back in. <laughs> and, uh, See if I can get some time. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe we do it like a Saturday or something. And maybe like, yeah, you probably still do stuff on the weekends, so, though, huh? If you got like a big lab experiment or something going. Yeah, it depends on what is going on, you know, in any given week. And then usually I'm trying to fill my time like, Let's go snowboarding. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Let's go get your brain off something for a while. Yeah, but basketball so. might do it. I mean, it might, yeah. And besides, I'm always game for a trip over to Missoula or down here. Yeah. I mean, Lost Trail is right here, and it's my favorite mountain hands down. And I've been dying to take my friend here, Ashley, the same one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've talked to her. I've talked up this mountain to her for like a year and a half. Oh, and it's yeah. like, oh, we got to go check that out. Oh, so definitely, man. It'd be super fun. And there's always a good concert going on in Missoula and stuff to do. So. Yeah, constantly, man. Yeah, Missoula's so great to be living this close to it, you know. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, maybe throw a little basketball tournament, you know. Exactly. She can come hang and, you know, it's <laughs> just a good time, you know. She's a hell of a lot better than me at basketball. Maybe, yeah, maybe sub her <laughs> in. I, <don't> know. <laughs> I was like, if she could take my place, that'd be great. Yeah, I, I could kind of feel it coming. <laughs> yeah, we, we played a p- couple pickup games. She kicked my ass. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, well, that's awesome, man. I oh love yeah. that. Me too. Um, yeah, my wife played college basketball, so she's quite a bit better than me too. Oh, I, nice. don't, I don't say it, but she, <laughs> you I, don't say it out loud. I don't say it out loud. Yeah, <laughs> once while once while I give it up to her, but like, yeah, uh, yeah, she's yeah, she's really good. It's amazing nice. that that experience level, man. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I didn't play like high quality basketball by any means. You know, like I wasn't like y- y- class B school. I wasn't even really like a standout. I was like. You know, average basketball player. I didn't. Hey, I, hey I, come on. Well, I didn't really. Yeah, I, mean, I was below average, I guess, for being honest. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but uh, uh, you know, I was athletic, so I could kind of keep yeah. up. And I could play some good defense, but um, my shot was always kind of garbage. But uh, but I could handle pretty good. Problem. Yeah, I, man. I I got like bad technique from the beginning. I kind of wing in my shot, so it's like yeah. super inaccurate and like inaccurate. And but uh, but yeah, I was quick and I really good vertical. You know, I went to college for long jump. You know, like end up doing <laughs> yes. that. So. Um, so I could dunk for a minute. I don't think I could anymore because my <laughs> wheels are gone, but, um, that's about the only thing I had on her. And even then it's like, I can't, it's not like I could dunk in a crowd, you know, I'm yeah, not, I don't yeah. have that kind of bird or that kind of Jump power. over a guy. Yeah. And, and I can't palm the ball. So, yeah. you know, like, uh, yeah, I can dunk on a, you know, a good, good jump. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I was thinking like in the off season, man, I, you know, sometime like January or maybe December when it's like with the darker months when people are maybe feeling a little bit mm-hmm. more like they need a connection and do like a, a fundraiser basketball tournament at Trapper and have Trapper put a team 
you know, Darby Sewell or, or Darby and Sewell at West Fork and Stevensville and whoever we get together, you know, like it doesn't, Truly. yeah, it doesn't have to be fire folks. It'd be anybody, you yeah. know, like anyone forest service related. Yeah. We're forest service related. And if, you know, what would work out a little better for the competitive nature is that if you like your duty stations, West Fork, you know, so you'd be like representing yours, but you know, whatever yeah. it pans out to be, you know, and for the first one, especially, you know, it'd be kind of nice. Yeah. And you could always shake it up. I mean, how cool would it be to have like shirts made or something like that? That's that, awesome, that yeah. has your home district on it. So, West Fork, Sula, whatever, and then I mean, you could do jerseys after that, and like, yeah. all right, we're gonna do you know the the Sula versus Stevensville thing, but then after that, like, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, put on a blue jersey, get out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. And uh, there was a, I think it's actually a plaque in the office. You ever seen it down in the uh, conference room there in Sula? There's like a, there, I think they used to do almost like a fire game, fire game where there was like hooking up mark three and spring water or something like that kind of like Dude, fire games and yeah we used to do that for like pt oh yeah it was great yeah when i was a rookie yeah that shit was a ton of fun oh it's awesome yeah like i think every district kind of has something similar for like like pump training kind of thing yeah. but it was like that but it was between all the districts mm-hmm. and there's a plaque of like who's won the most and stuff and i, I want to say school is like at least they're a few years in a row <laughs> yeah exactly Go Sula. i was probably there yeah exactly. no. it's probably because of you <laughs> i get it I mean, no. I see those big old arms of yours. <laughs> might I might have kicked that camera. I might check that real quick. <laughs> my bad. Oh, it's all right, man. It happens all the time. I, last podcast, uh, my friend's dog was kicking it. So, no oh, shit. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, are we still good. Oh, you got it. Um. No, uh, the most of what I did was just like. Throwing the football with uh, buddies growing up, basketball, like, in my backyard, you know, because my parents bought us a hoop, which was awesome. Uh, Stuff like that. I was going to join the football team and wrestling team when I was a freshman in high school, and I got mono. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was down for, like, a month and a half. Oh, dude, that really sets you behind. Oh, yeah. So I didn't didn't, uh, partake in any sports that year just because I I missed the season. Yeah. Where were you at? I can't remember. Where did you go to high school? I was at Ferris High School in Spokane. Oh, in Spokane? Oh, man. I didn't know you were back in your stomping grounds going to school. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I was dating a woman over there uh, a few years back. Yeah. And I was still doing the fire thing. Uh, It was just after I had picked up a job in Oregon. Oh. And she was like why are you not using your GI bill? I was like, smart. Yeah. That's why good, am I, why idea. am I not doing that? Yeah. And, uh, that really took over my life and that ended up being more the priority. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah. Understandable. Like I fell into something that I really enjoy. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, well, okay, I guess we're back in Spokane for now. Yeah. No, but, that's uh, cool, man. Yeah. I always make an effort to come back here pretty frequently. Yeah. Kind of your happy place. You know, get away from it for a little bit, yeah. it, but you're getting like two sides of the coin, right? You get a little bit more of the city life with, and probably more events going on in a, oh a yeah. place like Spokane, like how Missoula does, and mm-hmm. and then you have your your getaway to the country for you know a few months in the summer. And oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, man, I think it's a good, really good balance. And it is having someone in your life, man. Because I I heard someone say this a long time ago about like no one does anything alone. Like you, these people <laughs> are like are super successful, and they're like, I did self made. It's like, are you really self made <laughs> though? Like I don't think anyone really is, man. There's somebody who touched your life or helped you yeah. push you in the direction, noticed something about you that maybe you didn't notice about yourself. You know. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like, I don't know. If she saw you crunch some numbers and was like, you're pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> how'd, I you fi- how'd you figure out the tip that fast? <laughs> if, if I'm going to be a little brutally honest, I think it was selfish. 
motivations of hers where she's like, you're gone all summer. If you were in school, I wouldn't have to deal with that. Uh, so I think that might have had a little to do with it. <laughs> yeah, a little larceny towards your fire career. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I don't like that you do this fire thing. She's mm. like, it was cute at first, but <laughs> why don't you stay here? Yeah, I got to brag a little bit about my hot firefighter boyfriend. And then <laughs> it, but then he's gone all the but time. But then I never see my hot firefighter boyfriend, and <laughs> that doesn't that <laughs> doesn't pay pan out, doesn't pay off there. She, yeah, she... Uh, I mean, and it's easy, you know, you can romanticize uh, jobs like this, or I mean, really anything, like mm-hmm. the military sounded cool when we were kids, too. Oh, absolutely. And then yeah. you go and you're like, ooh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, li- hard living, you know. Yeah. And I think this was similar for her when she met me, and she's like, oh, that's attractive. Like, I like that you're a firefighter. And it's like, it's all right. It's a job. And then, you know, a year into the relationship, she's like, so you ever want to think about doing anything else? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, I understand. Yeah. It's all, and so much comes with that, right? Like you it said, does. like it's a carefree lifestyle for folks who are firefight folks. And oh, then, yeah. um, and initially you don't have to see the fo- person as much. You're like, Oh, it's kind of cool. I see him once in a while. And, <laughs> and then you get, you know, if you want more out of it, then you're like, I need you to maybe do something else. Cause I want, I want to spend more time with you. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then the worry. Right. So like right. for a spouse, you know, like, Yes. guy or girl who's fighting fire has a you know guy or girl at home and you know just like you go on a service and you never know when you're gonna go to service you can't really give a warning like oh yeah hey i don't know if i'm gonna talk to you for another two weeks so uh just heads up like sometimes you don't have that warning and they're like why where have you been for the last three weeks yes like, that exact conversation like, well i was in the woods and i'm too far down the totem pole to be able to use a sat phone <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't feeling ballsy enough to steal it from my foreman. Yeah, exactly. Who's <laughs> like depending on that battery life to call in the you know yeah. ops and everything else, like the important I really calls. Needed to talk to my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Why is the sad phone dead? <laughs> well, you know, me and me and Honey talked a little bit last night. Yeah, <laughs> a little two hours, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just killed it and the extra battery. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I I do remember that being um, uh, a point of contrition when I was a like a young guy when I'd first got here and uh my girlfriend at the time same way just like I'm gonna be really busy for the next two weeks I'll talk to you at some point <laughs> she hated it and understandably so it's it's a lot to put on a person it is man to be like hey can you just wait here for me I'll be back I promise <laughs> you know like well you're gonna go out and risk your life doing yeah. something you know that um isn't helping out the team, the relationship team, really. I mean, yeah. financially it is, but everything else sure. is not, you know. But, yeah, and that's that's never what she cared about, so it's understandable for her. She's like, no, this sucks. Yeah. And then she got to be on the unfortunate side of experiencing the entire season where you're gone and having fun and making money, and you come back, and you're like, that was awesome for, like, two weeks. Yeah. And then two weeks after that, again, there's just nothing to do, and you drink a bunch of beer, and yeah, she's like... <laughs> You haven't done anything for two weeks. I'm like, I know, I hate it. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> I just oh. want to leave. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm ready to go on fire again. They're like, yeah. I know you're out having fun, but I'm out here like worried about you and I don't get to talk to you. And you're like, <laughs> exactly. Man, it was cool. We got these drip torches and we like did miles of like, <laughs> you know, we burned miles of line. So, yeah, so I'm like, I want to go do that again. She's like, no, 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 no. Why don't you get like a part time job? And I was like, <sighs> yeah, well, it's not especially f- as a kid. Yeah, because like it's not fun. Part time, yeah, exactly. you know, like yeah. I don't want to work at the Staples yeah. twenty hours a week this winter. Yeah, exactly. I'll light stuff on fire. Yeah, exactly. I get, I get, I get to run a torch. Yeah, and that's the problem is like, the life lends itself so much to that being okay that when you're presented with like real life, like you should probably have a plan this winter. Not even you don't have to work if you don't really want to. You can just have hobbies and like stay active and be involved. Absolutely. But the fire life is just like, but lighting stuff on fire is awesome, <laughs> and you can always drink beer. It's fine. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, Mm. totally fine we all do it you know yeah 
and then you take one of those away and it's like mm, she's gonna be an alcoholic this winter huh yeah exactly yeah because like you're too busy and i think a lot of people think like they're drinking a lot during fires I and mean, you're too busy you know like you really you can you can cut loose me with an r and r day or two but like even on r and r days you got you gotta get stuff done you oh, yeah. know yeah so it's like you may have a few beers after shift once in a while but it's not like as crazy but then that you know like drive to go party it's opened up to you know whenever you want after the season and you're yeah. like yeah, i'm gonna hit it hard and celebrate it you know a good year and you know we all survived and had a good time made lots of money yep it's hard to turn that switch off sometimes oh yeah and it's you know uh tyrell and i've talked about that too it's it's so prevalent through the community the fire community is to like develop those kind of problems because of that lifestyle yeah and lookouts are no exception but you kind of have this weird reverse where you're up at the tower all the time and you have nothing but time on your hands oh yeah so 11 a.m rolls around and you've been awake for six hours and you're like yeah i can drink a beer <laughs> yeah, yeah I bet, it's like man. just a random tuesday yeah you kind of got to be careful about decisions you're making in those kind of situations yeah have some like some good like self-control and just uh yeah i guess self-control is a good word for it but like management i guess you know you're like when like earning beers kind of deal too because like, you know like i you know i've talked to my brothers and and other folks about like seeing family members and loved ones and, and friends who like retire and they you know like they aren't earning the calories anymore right like yeah you're talking to folks who are like especially like we're in labor field or fire or something where you know you're, you're out burning those calories so you like earn that beer at the end of the day or whatever you know and or eating whatever and then yeah. you still have that same like lifestyle but without take you know the, the activity right yeah the physical activity has gone so mm-hmm. and, and i think you kind of see it sometimes in overhead positions too in the fire oh, world because oh, like yeah. They're out there doing, you know, they're out there with everybody, but they're just not as physical because someone needs to run the radio. Someone needs to, like, talk to, you know, the dispatch and the DO and run the show, you know, and make sure everything else is safe. And that person's not putting a tool in the dirt, you know, because yeah. they can't. I yeah. think it sneaks up on you, too. You know, one day yeah. you probably look up and you're like, hmm, I've been, I've been doing paperwork for the last two years, but eating like I've been out on the line. Yeah, these, these Nomex shrunk. You know, these pants used to be bigger. What happened, you know? <laughs> I don't need my belt anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goodbye, suspenders. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. There's a plethora of pl- problems that come with any line of work, truly. Oh, but truly, yeah. Yeah, you you have a lot of weird um, psychological things that go on with fire. You got a lot of weird, like, just regular physical you know, did I get crushed by a tree today? <laughs> yeah. Type problems. Oh, dude. And one that Sorry. Oh, uh, no, go ahead, man. I, I'll, I'll add to it. Oh, I just, you know, so you have like physical, psychological, you have these um, behavioral patterns that come into play with like uh, forming addiction, stuff like that. But oh, it, yeah. anyway. No, no, the addiction part too, for sure. Like, um, you know, because you don't get to drink or like do those things like um on a regular basis right but you get to chew a lot you can so you can you can form that habit but then like that drinking thing i think sneaks up on folks too because like oh, yeah. it's released at the end of the day you know especially if you've had like a hard day or hard season and then that's you know ends up kind of being a little bit of a crutch and yeah next thing you know like you're, you're drinking way more often and i was gonna and this kind of lends to what i almost cut you off with which kind of did sorry no. uh <laughs> but uh you know like the uh kind of like the uh, uh almost like ptsd effect of like being around fire and especially these massive fires and a lot of stress, like ton of stress, and then mm-hmm. I mean, I think almost anybody's been around a fire where there's been a casualty, you know, like fatality. Yeah. Now at this age, like when I was growing up, man, like it seemed it's probably happening, but it, when I first got in a fire, but you weren't around as much. It didn't seem like you know it wasn't as prevalent. It felt like and mm-hmm. and you know social media and all the coverage we're getting now is way more than whatever it was before too. So, Truly. Uh, there's that. But I mean, like even if it's like 
not you or not on this forest. It still feels like closer to home when, when a fatality happens, you know, and it's like, absolutely. It's in our community. You know, it's like it's a wildland firefighter, you know, like, um, man, you know, like just a couple, you know, like I, you know, I don't want to go down that road too much, but like, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely, like I could feel it kind of sneak up on me when I was getting on fire. Like it, was, it felt like it was closing in almost, you know, like it, the fatalities felt like they're, you know, not in my world. And then all of a sudden they're like getting closer to home, you yeah. know, if that makes any sense. I think it comes with time spent in the job too. Yeah. You know, especially when you join and you're a, a young guy and you're like, that's not going to happen to me or any of us. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I mean, the longer you stay in it, the sooner it's going to happen. Someone that you know, that's going to happen to. Yeah. That's what I was always worried about, you know, knowing somebody. Cause I, like you said, longer staying and, and you know, fire, I think, when I looked it up, it was like 10,000 wildland firefighters are federal, like forest service. Mm. And so it seems huge, but it's really not, man. Like everybody knows everybody, you know? So yeah. when something happens, like you may not know them direct, but you know somebody that does, you know, oh, or yeah. someone's worked with them and it's like, oh man, you know, so it's a bomb deal, you know? It is. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it really is, man. So hopefully, you know, with this new Tim Hart act, you know, like sp- speaking of bad casualties, like, you know, that was a real bad one there. You know, he was a great guy. I met him for like a hot second when he was a rookie. And I was like, man, my, I think that was my last year in uh, smoke jumping or second last year. Dang. But, yeah. And, but, you know, hopefully it's Tim Hart, this Tim Hart act, you know, gets to keep moving on and his name kind of lives on because of it. And, and um, but the stuff they're trying to do is like the mental mental health part of it, you know, and yeah. have a little more wellness program, which I think is huge. I, I don't know how you do it, but if we could have like a little bit more of those mental health days, not just like, go sit in the river and fish or float down the river and <laughs> tube, you know, like I think, yeah, I think it almost needs to like be the option for some professional help too. Like, why don't you go, you don't have to spend this whole day, like, you know, laying on a couch, but maybe go talk to somebody, like have someone come to a district maybe or whatever it might be and just yeah. be like a professional and come talk to some folks. And it doesn't even have to be like real organized. You like just mm-hmm. that person walks around, ties in with everybody, make sure they, they meet everybody. And as a professional, I'm hoping that maybe you could pick up on it. There's something that like, a wire that's kind of getting loose on somebody as me and you are like this is great right and they're like <laughs> you know they're like yeah but like maybe there's something else brewing that like normal yeah. humans don't really notice but like a professional you know would be like you know a therapist would be like well that was a weird response to that true you know or like if we get the weird response we might just laugh like oh yeah it's funny you know because we don't know they're serious you know like yeah. oh coping mechanism Co- yeah coping yeah exactly yeah like that happens a lot right coping mechanism yeah. where they're like using comedy to cover you know, to mask s- some pain, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that could be a bad deal too. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's one of many coping mechanisms that I, yeah, it's super prevalent in fire. I mean, you laugh about all the, the stupid stuff, you know, <laughs> no one got any sleep last night. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Aren't <laughs> we so happy about that? Yeah, we're making so much money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all we're worried about. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. A, a common concern is like people being too busy during the year for that. And I mean, it's yeah. true. It's, we were talking about the work culture in the forest services is kind of rough because it's it's expected that you pretty much give if you get a day off every two to three weeks what i what's normal is as your supervisor i would expect sorry yeah no you got the got the ear on uh i don't need to be too worried but yeah you just never know some pops through as your supervisor it would be super normal for me to be like so you're going to spend that one day off that you have this three weeks cleaning all your stuff, right? And making sure you're ready for Monday. Yeah. You're going to just do work stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Get, 
you know, not getting paid to wash your work stuff and, re- you know, reload. Yeah, you're furbing all your stuff, right? Yeah, furb, refurb, you got, you yeah. got all your stuff, right? You replace your everything? Yeah, exactly. You got fresh water, you got food, you know, like all the stuff. You know, like clean socks and underwear, ready to roll, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Young Jacob's coming down to Sula. Is that what that is? Yeah, they're oh. they're coming off the Bulls fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, late late evening. Every every night. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like the one that like that like that stuff too. Like it's not seems like normal, it's just driving, but I mean be on the fire all day and no matter what you're doing, I mean even if it's not that active and then it's pretty good cruise back this way, isn't it? Because you're going to Rye Creek, is it to get to Bulls? Mm, I don't know how you get to it Bulls. It might be Rye. I you know, I it's so far north that I can't really get a good uh pin on it from here. Yeah, no well yeah, yeah no, it's up Scalco actually. I yeah, think. I was gonna say yeah. I thought it was further north. Yeah, you're Cause, right. Yeah, because Tanner had a beat on it with Ellie. Yeah, exactly, and they, I, they cross azimuth it together. Oh, cool! Yeah, and uh, someone was telling me that like, Gird Point was like, you know, the, the old lookout there was mm-hmm. would have been like prime spot to be for you know keeping eyes on that sucker. He's so cool to bring some of those back. Yeah, stayed a couple of those lookouts. Yeah, but I mean, it it does seem like the list of lookouts is surprisingly small. It is, man. Yeah, and especially when I went to that conference, you know, and talking to the folks that are mm-hmm. really involved in that and the lookouts and the preservation and man, yeah, like and. You know, it's crazy that, like, two of them, two of them on our forest are uh, volunteers, you know, Salmon and, and St. Mary's. It's I like, am surprised by that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's cool, but, like, man, we should, it's like a GS5, like, you should be able to staff it, you know? Would they pay them? Like, is it, I don't, I'm, I guess I don't I'm, I'm ignorant to what that uh, understanding is, but. I know, I wonder, because, like, you know, volunteer firefighters actually get paid a lot of the time, so I don't know. I don't think it's like that for us. I think it's like oh. actual volunteer. You just go up and hang and get, yeah, maybe supply with be, food and water. But I gotta be completely honest. I wouldn't be here if it was a... <laughs> no, you'll just do it for free. Like, eh, no. Yeah, I'd have to be retired. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, otherwise, uh, you wouldn't get any kind of devotion out of me. Oh, sorry, I'm hiking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Like, even if I was old and retired, I'd like... I don't know if I could like just man the Allidade in the radio all day, you know, like no. being up here. Yeah, I think the lazy millennial in me would uh, would uh, come out on top, and I'd be out hiking somewhere. And well, well, probably I was not. lazy. I was just more curious. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Though. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna work for free. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, exactly, man. At least like at that the performance level that people would really want out of you, you know, like just like chain yourself to the radio, you know, right. during the day. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not gonna carry this. I'm not gonna carry this thing around with me day yeah, in day out. Bendix King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of the newer ones. It is. Well, but I mean, for me. But it's actually obsolete now. It is. Okay, so that's the crazy thing. That, yeah. to me, is new this year. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have one of the little ones now. That's so awesome. It's so light. Yeah. And it used to be this chunky thing that had a huge battery pack on the bottom of it. Looks like it came out of Vietnam. It, truly. It, yeah, that's what I thought when I first picked one up. It's just huge. Yeah. You know, like how They work like this? shit. Yeah. So this one works better, and it's lighter, and all this stuff. And now it's hilariously obsolete yeah. now that i've got it i know dude that was kind of yeah same as my experience like when I, by the time i got one it was sort of like knowing that they weren't making those anymore and they're yep. you know we're gonna get a different one that's like back to being huge <laughs> yeah okay have you seen the new ones this year yeah. they are big again they're huge <laughs> i was like oh hopefully it's better yeah the crew know. hates them <laughs> yeah i figured i mean they're just like so so bulky you know i think they yeah. eat battery too so yeah. i love the rechargeable one yeah, so nice, man. Yeah, and the old ones, man. It's funny, like the old ones were around so long. People were so creative with them. Do you remember people would, like take a copper pipe, <laughs> and like it was a, you get the right diameter so you could fit a uh, car charger in it, and then some people clip oh. the bottom and and you could screw it like onto the old battery and like make sure you're touching both terminals. And That's hilarious. Yeah, the old Benix King, and then you could charge your uh, your phone or GPS, whatever you wanted. 
That's hilarious and sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> I never even really thought about it, I guess. But I still got one of those little, little copper pipes in my bag because you just go and cut like a two-inch, three-inch little copper pipe and, you know, carry it in your pack. We had a guy who was doing that on deployment. Oh, really? Something crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we didn't have electricity for a while, but we had this generator set up. And he found a wire, and he, like, disassembled his phone, reassembled his phone. And he, he like, uh, shoot some of the jacket off this wire. And he was like, all right. And he, like, touched one part to the inside of his uh, phone Whoa. where, like, the charging port is. And another, like, onto the side of it. And he was like, sick, it's charging. <laughs> Whoa, what a gamble. Yeah, I was like, Smith, you going to hold that for the next hour to charge your phone? He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm here, baby. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I, that's dedication. It is. I mean, he was happy with it. His wife was happy about it. but Oh, yeah. I've I don't know if I'm into that gamble. I guess like my my phone is like my photo album, you know. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't want right. to lose all that, you know. Right. I don't trust the cloud enough that much, you know. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I have, look at you. Speaking of trust, you don't even have a a case on your phone, you wild animal. Yeah, that's just me being stupid. Um, I mean, that's the way it's that's the way it's meant to be enjoyed. <laughs> naked. <laughs> naked. <laughs> I uh, I put one of the the little screen protector. Oh, on. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. The screen protector cover. You can see it's all scratched up and jacked up already. So I went rock climbing the day after I got it. and It, was it feels so much better this way, though. <laughs> um, it was in my pocket. And as I was, like, shimmying up a, a freaking crack in this cliff, I could just feel it, like, scrape along the side. And I was like, oh, mm. yeah, you know it. Super glad I have that protector on the screen. Yeah, man. <laughs> but uh, my parents knew that I had replaced my phone recently. And uh, I went to visit them, and they saw it, and they were like, like a new phone? They were like, really? You had that for two days. It's, no. like, it's the protector. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah. They weren't impressed. They rarely are. <laughs> yeah. One day they will be. I mean, they're probably still proud of you, though. You know, like oh, yeah, they are. They yeah. just hate my job choices. Right now. They used to. Uh, yeah. They were not happy about the military or the firefighting thing. They've calmed down since I've calmed down. Well, yeah, exactly. I could see that, you know, chain reaction there, you know, mm-hmm. correlation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're doing one dangerous thing to another dangerous thing. Because yeah. they were so happy I was out of the military. So sad to learn I was moving to the middle of Montana. You're like, what? To, to do what? Fire. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Man, do something safe for a minute. Just help us out. The stress level of your folks had to be pretty high for a while. <laughs> How long were you in the military? Uh, I was in for four years. I appreciate your service. <laughs> it was a job. Yeah, I, well, thank you, but yeah. Yeah, still though, man. Like, Not, not everyone joins, you know? It's true. Um, yeah. But most people definitely good, and it's fine that they don't. Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of it's it's nice that we're in that kind of world, right? Like we're yeah. kind of got the option. I actually thought about coming out of school, and I think if I didn't find the Forest Service, I probably wouldn't would have went that route. And then um, actually, went back to school. I liked an ROTC because I already had my bachelor's, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, maybe we'll get ROTC to help pay for grad school. And uh, but I had Crohn's, so like, yeah, oh. I, I, they wouldn't let me in. Really, mm-hmm. I had no idea that was a a bar. I didn't either, really. So, like, um, and I probably didn't do myself any favors. So I was like, do you let folks in with Crohn's disease? And they're like, no. I'm like, just checking. Interesting. I mean, technically, there's a waiver for pretty much anything. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I remember I a friend in high school, like, had a lot of, tr- kind of a lot, quite a bit of trouble. And, like, it, from what we knew, it sounded like you weren't going to be able to get in the military. And he just, you know, was a wild young fella. And, mm-hmm. um, but he got in. And yeah, I was gonna say did they, really well, I think. they don't take felons also, and I knew guys who were absolutely felons. Yeah, but it's paperwork. It's like that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Is it paperwork? Then someone's not going to want to do that. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. All depends on who you get, right? <laughs> like, I think a little. Bit. Yeah, some of those recruiters get a little bonus for recruitment, don't yeah, they? I believe so. so. Um, 
and yeah, a little I, more incentive. I knew a couple guys who would hustle to try to get people in, and they would do the work. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's that kind of mindset where other guys are like, if you are not two pieces of paper, I just don't want here. Oh yeah, you know, uh, quantity quality maybe. I, I well, it could be a little bit of that, right? Yeah, I mean, you might get more recruits if each one of them is easy, and you try to pull in people who are easy to sign up and send off. But yeah, I I mean. I don't envy them their job. <laughs> no, man, it's tough because especially like a young, uh, you know, if a kid, high school kids, anything like me, you're just kind of like all all over the place, like yeah. tracking tracking me, down, especially pre cell phone, tracking me down. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I may have committed verbally, but <laughs> you don't actually get me to <laughs> fully commit. Maybe if I w- even want to, but like I got yeah. so much going on, you know, in my high school high school world, you know, like mm-hmm. I'd be pretty low on the bar, you know, if I was like gonna go to um, some kind of military route out of school, you know. Mm-hmm. Is that what you did or out of high school? Yeah. I think it was kind of always in the back of my mind, too, that it would pay for college. Oh, smart. That was probably going to be the only way that I had would have gone to college at that point. So I think that was always in the back of my mind. But also it was like the group of folks that I was with, um, it was a surprisingly small amount of uh, perceived options for us mm. where we didn't really know what to do. We didn't really have anyone sit down with us and be like... <laughs> So you're like about to turn 18 and what do you think you want to do? Yeah, <laughs> you know, dude. We, sh- we should talk about this. And uh, it, that seemed like one of the very few options. Yeah. So. I don't, and I don't know, like, it sounds like it's a common thing in high school to have like folks like us who are not like going to be your valedictorian, you know, not like I did not students. care. Yeah. I yeah. did not care when I was 16. Me either, dude. Like, and we were talking about earlier, like for me to be able to like, almost squeaking a in physics you know one and two with calculus you know like <laughs> i was just like a couple points from getting a man and like not good at math i never took trigonometry you know i never took any <laughs> physics you know and she's so just bailing the physics with was it physics with calc is that calc based calc yeah, based yeah. physics is that what it is yeah calc based calc based physics or um just like algebra based yeah and unfortunately they only offered calc based physics you know <laughs> that semester in dylan and i was like well you know, I talked to the professor, and he's like, yeah, I mean, we'll, you know, see if you can do it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I was able to do it, but, I, man, I had to put a lot of time in the library and after hours. It was funny, you know, like being an old guy, I think, you know, in class. I was 30 or something when I went back, and, uh, yeah, like, no one was no one was sticking around. Like, all these high school, college kids, you know, like, you seem like they're just relieved to get out of class and go and do whatever. Oh, yeah. Where I'm, like, still in the class, like, I need, I know I need to figure this out because it's going to be on the test. And, oh, yeah. like, I'm not leaving this room. So then, like... Professor would go take a break or whatever, and then his office hours would start like an hour or two later, and I would just hang. Like once in a while, maybe I go get some food and, and take a breather and go get some caffeine, like coffee, and come back. Yep. And I was, there was one other time when there was one other student there and worked on the same pro- problem I was on, and then never saw anybody again for the rest of the semester. It was just me. <laughs> oh yeah, I I know that struggle well. Living at the department yeah. during the school year, like get up like five thirty, go to the gym take a shower, get ready, go to class, work, then like, all right, I got to figure out this homework that I don't know anything about yet. Yeah, dude. There till like 6.30. Yeah. Pretty normal. Yeah. That's kind of I was too, man. But even for like human anatomy too, because mm. the failure rate in that one's pretty high, you know, it's, it's there's a lot, man. You cover the whole human body and like you realize the layers. I mean, just like the eyeball, you know, is <laughs> yeah a lot, you know, and, and then the rest of your like endocrine system and everything else, you know, that you go into and, so learning that the kidney man, holy <laughs> nephrons and all that stuff, you know, like. But 
Yeah, so like I knew that one was gonna be a tough one too. So I was pretty just living at school for that one too. And, yeah. And I pulled an A and new anatomy, which is like really hard, you know. And um, so it's like, hey, my brain works. But <laughs> in high school, no one would have thought that. No one accused me of a you know workable brain, you know. I know. Yeah, but I mean, as a kid, it's so easy to have <laughs> ridiculous priorities. Oh yeah. I was so much more concerned with my my high school girlfriend, you know, when I was sixteen. And I was more concerned about like. Are me and my three friends going to be able to get a six-pack of beer this weekend? Like, <laughs> yeah, stupid dude. thing. It, They're like, I wonder if we could talk the seniors into getting some cigars. <laughs> you know, like that yeah, kind truly, of stupid stuff. Yeah, truly you know? stupid stuff like that. Yeah. So coming back in as an adult and being able to prioritize, you know, your future and these classes that you take, it's a different world. It is, yeah. Like putting all your focus in. I mean, there's no way I could have focused on something like that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. think it might have been young Jacob? Oh, was it back, back in school or... Yeah, I, th- I think he probably is by now. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sorry, awkward pause to the podcast. <laughs> no, no, it kinda, it has the resources to are home. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got showing the real thing, you know, like real lookout, getting you know real radio traffic, you know. Oh yeah, and that's I guess we had kind of wandered away from that earlier. It's super hard sidetrack to like early days in school and s- silly stuff like that. Yeah. I don't remember what we were on about. Mm, maybe just the job how demanding it was but i had this thought of like oh yeah these guys are you know they're not clocking out for the night but checking out for the night so they're now back home at their station at 8 30 yeah they called in to say hey we're headed to that fire it's 6 30 this morning <sighs> yeah so here we are 14 hours later and now they have stuff to do now yeah. they have to furb their equipment and they have to make sure all the saws are gassed and they have to make sure their sh- stuff is sharp they need to make sure that the trucks are gassed yep. all of that and then they can go make dinner yeah, yeah. Clean up everything that they use today, and make sure, like I said, it's all restocked and ready to go. And you know, chance that they use water, you know. Mm-hmm. And depending on, depending on if they use the engine, you know, like that's three hundred gallons, and that doesn't just fill up like that, you know. Hydrant. So yeah, you get the <laughs> hydrant, and that's a slow. Yeah, you know, at least when I was there, we were using the garden hose, you know. Oh. So that takes forever. Well, who, it looks like they got a Who mistreated you? Oh right. Oh god, I've had that so many times. I was gonna say that's that's so frustrating. It takes forever. Garden hose. Yeah. Toy hose or fill it. Toy hose. I don't even want to think how many gallons engine. Yeah, I think it's three something for type uh, six. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Three five maybe. Yeah, three fifty I think. Yeah, and then like five hundred is type five typically, <laughs> and then you know it goes up from there. But yeah. yeah. Um. Man. But yeah, so yeah, that's that's a really like good point. Days like that to expect you on your one day off this three weeks. So like, hey, are you cleaning your stuff? And you know, yeah, did you take your pack home? And did you take all that stuff out? And did you put it all back? And did you put food in? They're like, could I have had an hour at work to do that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly, man. And I wanted to go to the lake. I know, and I work with folks that are pretty good about that. Like, that's hey, good. you know, like make sure you're clocking like two extra hours of refurb time so that you go and you know do your laundry you know like you shouldn't that's appropriate yeah like you shouldn't like most structured departments at least that i'm familiar with like the one when i worked in great balls uh for the great balls fire department Mm -hmm. great balls fire rescue to be technical but they you know they had a washer and dryer right there so like you would do it on shift and that's like like so it's appropriate that clothes you're wearing is for that job you know you can't wash it with your other clothes because it's covered in diesel or yeah. burn mix. Or burn mix, yeah. <laughs> well, then, like, I think... Bar oil. Yeah, whatever. totally, yeah. And I think the forest service is kind of getting more to that particulate matter, like like the fire department does, where you only wash your turnouts in that special washer and dryer, you know? like Probably as it should be. As it should be, exactly. Like, and, you know, they're finding out that our yellow is that people don't wash <laughs> as, a, as, like, a badge of honor is 
you know, got all kinds of carcinogenic, you know, part particulates on it, and That's you know, up against your skin day in and day out. Day in and day out, and you know, the what I heard when I was in school is that your skin is basically a giant tongue, you know, because we you absorb so much through your skin, yeah. you know. So it's <laughs> like interesting, weird thing about it. Right? <laughs> yeah. So like, whatever you put on your skin gets in your body, you know. And right. Like, Definitely. Like you said, man, all that stuff and retardant and ash and. If you're carrying a saw, typically you get some bar oil and all that stuff that gets on you. And a leaky 30-year-old saw just oh. draining down your back on yeah. your hike up. It's the worst feeling. It's so sticky. <laughs> especially, you know, especially if it's, I'd rather have gas. It burns, but I'd rather have the gas because the oil God. so sticky and you're well, stuck with it. They're both horrible. They're both horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They shouldn't be on your skin at all. No. Yeah. We we were on a, an assignment up to Glacier, which was super cool. We were really fortunate because they cleared the park out, so no one's allowed in except firefighters. Oh, yeah. So it was just... Dead quiet, gorgeous, beautiful, no one around, except yeah. for these raging fires that <laughs> we were messing with, which is fine. Yeah. But this crew set up a pump in one of the rivers, and they set the big pump on top of the fuel line. Oh. So it had punctured the fuel line, and it had just been leaking gas slowly out of the jerry that was attached. Oh, no. So about three and a half gallons of the five-gallon jerry was in the river. Oh, and on the bad. On the shore. Yeah, real bad deal. And they were furious with the people who set it up and we were the ones they were like please go in there and clean that up and set the pump up right yeah so we had to dig up gas and oil covered rocks put them in uh those little green bags oh yeah and just hike it out and i mean everyone was just coated afterwards and this one uh, rookie in particular he didn't line his backpack very well oh no so he just had like gas burns down his back and he's like no I'm, I'm fine we'll keep going Whoa. and good on our foreman at the time he's like no you're gonna take your clothes off and we're gonna swap them out of camp and you're also gonna take a shower and change oh good yeah, yeah. man like old school would have been like well you should have done better like your fault <laughs> you know like blame it on the person you <laughs> right. know rock up let's go yeah exactly and, yeah well, learning experience yeah. you know like uh no man so. like Hats off to Jonah Vaughn. He made the right call. Oh, yeah. He's a good dude. Jonah's such a good dude. I was yeah. talking the other day, man. He said something like super profound to Micah, and I could not recall it. And I was trying to tell – it's horrible <laughs> when you're trying to tell the person who said it. Like, you said this thing one time that was, like, really deep, and uh, it was about something, but I don't remember. And, and he's just like, what? He's like, I don't know. I talk a lot. I'm like, ah, yeah, you talk to a lot of people, too. So I don't, I don't know. But, like, he's yeah. got such a big brain on him, dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's what I was getting at because – you know, I'm just, you know, him and Shannon are both just like some of my most favorite people in the world. Yeah. Like so happy they found each other, you know, like that, that yeah. kind of thing. Like when you're around them, you're like, oh God, you guys are great. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, and uh, so I was like, you know, talking about having some kids and they were, that's kind of where we went down. I was like, you guys would make the world a better place if you guys have kids, <laughs> you know, like that, that's how awesome they are, you know? Right. It's so. funny. I, I don't know what their thoughts or feelings on it are, but it's funny when you talk to people like that where you're like, you guys should have kids, and those are the kind of people who are like, eh. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what, yeah. They, you know, like, yeah, we talked about it, you know, like, and, and the, which is cool. I mean, like, mm. I wouldn't pressure them or want to pressure them, but, like, also it's, like, weird pressuring somebody to have kids. Like, no, like, you guys are awesome. You guys should make more awesome people, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> we need more awesome people. Yeah, like, especially, like, to have all, like, what they have, you know, like, intelligent, hardworking, caring. You know, like, yeah. those three things are huge, man. Yeah, just so many beneficial qualities between the both of them. It's yeah. It's great. It is, it is great, man. And they, the way they vibe and the chemistry they have. <laughs> like, so it's when you're around them, you, f you feel good too. You yeah. Know? Like, it, yeah, it's just a, just awesome, awesome folks. Lucky, lucky to know them, lucky to have them, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, but you can have kids someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the single thing is a part of that, first and foremost. Oh, yeah, true. But assuming that that changes, um, 
I have considered adoption. So I'd oh. probably happily have one or two of my own, and then I'd really want to adopt. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we kind of talked about that too. Mm. It's still like up in the air, you know. Mm. But yeah, yeah, it's a good thing, man. So, so many kids do need good home. So yeah, doing doing the world a favor in that, you know. And I mean, I I do have hope in that regard. The last woman that I was seeing, kind of, sort of, hopefully more. Um, yeah. I had mentioned that to her as well. And she's like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Oh, cool. Oh, perfect. Well, yeah, man. And that like kind of lends itself to more stuff we've been covering um, before the podcast mostly, but like just communication, you know, yeah, like yeah. having good communication with folks, like especially like in relationships is hugely important. It's just oh, be yeah. like, uh, what do you want out of this? What are you looking for in life? And, oh, and, yeah. and being honest with the other person, like not being like, well, I know what you want me to say, so I'm going to say that, you know? <laughs> That's easy to do. It's so easy to do, and especially as a younger kid, you can definitely fall into it because you're like, you are, you know, like a girl, and you're talking to me, and I, w- <laughs> I want to keep you. And so as a young guy, yeah, you're yeah. like, what do I need to say to make sure this keeps going on? Yeah, yeah. I don't want this to end, you know? Right, like, and that's, it's it's foolish, and it's short-sighted, but, I mean, is. again, as a young guy, you're like, <laughs> fuck it, who cares? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I got a girl that's talking to me, and I want to keep this going. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want is what I want. Yeah, Let's exactly. do that. Eight kids, sure. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. <laughs> no kids, fine. You Eight, know, like zero, whatever. Anywhere, any number between there. Yeah, fine. yeah, exactly. I'll take it on. Yeah, but being honest with one another, man, that's a, that's a huge hump to get over that I think it's lost on, it can be lost on people at times. Like, yeah. how difficult that can be. Mm-hmm. I, like, those little intangible things that, like, I think, I guess you, yeah, you'd say intangible, right? Like, sure. teaching those skills. You know, like, we're, I guess I've just been kind of on this thing lately, like, you know, public school and college and all these things and like, you know, just doing a better job for, for our younger generation, you know, like that kind of communication, like a counselor in high school, you know, like I never talked to my counselor in high school. I don't know too many people that do, you know, like they have a purpose and they help some folks out and, but like there should be some things that is more like, you know, like how do you, how do you talk to the opposite sex or the, 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 you know, the sex you're into? Like, how do you talk to someone that you're attracted to? Like Absolutely. I think that'd be a very valuable skill to have. Yeah. Having healthy, being able to teach healthy conversations, like, like you're attracted to somebody. How do you let them know in a, in a, you know, just a friendly, open way without being mean or, you know, weird, or weird, or yeah, yeah, aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's lost on a lot, a lot of dudes, especially yeah. just speaking from my own experience, being a guy, being around other guys where you get into these jobs like fire, like the mm-hmm. military, where you're surrounded by more dudes yeah. and none of you knows anything about the opposite sex. So yeah. when it comes to actually interacting with them, it could be a little shaky. Yeah. And I mean, I embarrassingly, like it took me quite a while to get there, but one of the best things that ever happened to me was when I picked up my winter job at the school oh, as yeah. a teacher's assistant, pretty much the entire department was women. And at first it was a little jarring. And then not very long after it's like, dude, we're all just people. Yeah. Just <laughs> talk to them like you would talk to anyone. Yeah. And don't be an ass, you know, to anyone. And you, it's pretty much all it takes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really simple, man. Like yeah. it, like you said, I think most young fellows are overthinking it. Movies kind of like don't help you out. No, and it's no. And you get like some advice from some, some peer, an yeah, an idiot yeah. that like, but has talking is like me having more success talking to a girl or has a girlfriend. It's the story of my like, childhood. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> well, rub my temples right now. <laughs> oh, like, you're like, um, oh, well, you know, Stu over there knows, you know, is talking to. He's got a girlfriend, and he told me to do this. That's you know? yeah, and it's turns out Stu's an ass. Uh, yeah, Stu's yeah, he just he's got super lucky, you know, and like, 
and and or he's not like that at all you know he's talking a big game and right. then like when he's around his gal he's like you know like not at all like super sweet and kind and you know holding doors open but when he's gonna tell it to the boys he's like yeah i just do what i want you know like <laughs> that kind of attitude and you're like that's not true you yeah. know and it can create weird dynamics when people come to expect that out of guys which is unfortunate yeah and that's the i mean that's the real kicker too is like we're all different yeah you know, men and women either either side it's, everyone's different so everyone's you're gonna different. have different dynamics for sure like just in my own like uh dating life since i've been an adult i had one ex who was very sweet but very much like the feminine homemaker didn't want anything to do with like really anything like physically taxing and that yeah. was fine that's what she wanted um a woman i saw recently was like the polar opposite she's like no i want to hike and like rock climb and shit like that and like i'll help you fix stuff around the house it's like, yeah, like awesome. this like yeah and it, i didn't even know that i enjoyed that i had this weird competition thing going on with her and it was so fun yeah it's like if she climbed something better than me she'd like kind of look at me like yeah i did beat you yeah. at that at that route and i was yeah. like take that all right <laughs> yeah now i know which route i'm gonna practice yeah, and like, i'm gonna try that yeah and it's that's something that i had never been exposed to and never even knew i would enjoy until i met her and it was wildly eye-opening super yeah. cool oh absolutely man i think that kind of <laughs> I, you know, I think I had a similar experience. I mean, I probably had a lot of growth that I had to go through and, and, you know, like also, you know, the stupid weird pressures that you have as a younger person that you're putting mostly on yourself, but like, you're like, oh man, I gotta, like you said, be this kind of person wild or whatever it might be, yeah, you like know? You just gotta be who you are. Yeah. And yeah. And just talk, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, there's, you know, th this one thing that was told me a while back was just like, just ask questions and listen and, and give a good, yeah, give a good <laughs> response, you know, like, yeah. and be honest, you know, like honesty is like the biggest because also then you'll find out really quick. Yeah. Like what if, if something is going to work, if you like what's going on, if you don't. Yeah. A hilarious story I have about that is that same woman. I was with her, another one of my friends who's also a very competitive lady and likes to, you know, be the first one to climb the wall or whatever. And another guy who's in our group, who's a part of the vet group. Yeah. And <laughs> he's he's going through some stuff, so he's venting a little bit. But he was like, yeah, I just don't get it, you know, what it is. Like, that ex of mine, like, she was constantly so aggressive and so confrontational. And there was so much weird, like, headbutting between us. And when you're that competitive, like, feels like I'm dating a guy. Who would ever want that? And I'm just, like, looking up from the ground, like, look at who we're with. Stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend, stop. We need to talk. Can we time up. Like, hey, just, buddy. Yeah, like, come over this did way you for a minute. Forget half of our group is like very competitive women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like active and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. But yeah. even a s silly little scenario like that, they didn't take it that hard. One of them laughed it off entirely. The other lady was like, dick. But yeah. it, if it was a dating scenario, you would instantly be like, oh, that's fine. This isn't going to work. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, all right. You're not. We're not gonna we're not gonna mesh. Let's enjoy this food and, and you know have some laughs, laughs and roll out, out. You know, yeah, exactly. And we go our separate ways. You yeah, know, exactly. Like, and less pain for everybody involved. You know, down the road because that's you know like you're lying to each other. Lying, just one person's like living the lie and it comes out and it usually takes a while to come out. Oh yeah, it's way more painful because like you put so much time and effort into a relationship that was b built to fail. You know, yeah. it's like you wasted each other's time. You know, right. And you know, I don't know, maybe it's Sometimes it just doesn't work out. But I think if you're really honest with folks and, like, honest with yourself on what you want out of life and who you want to share your life with, I'm like, man, you avoid a lot of that pain, man. It makes, oh it, yeah. makes it a lot easier. Yeah. 
So longest way around the barn. Uh, yeah. So more services, especially from my own experience, younger guys about silly little stuff like this. Yeah. Right. Talking to people, talking to people in general, the opposite yeah, communication. Sex, who you're interested in. Yeah. Yeah. How to communicate communication and why that's so important. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Like a, even a broad spectrum, like communication, like how do you talk to your boss? How do you receive a, you Truly. know, yeah. How do you receive like a command or a task from your boss? And mm-hmm. how, how do you, you know, let them know that you did it and didn't, did it the best you can or that you're confused, you know, like without being like, I don't want to do this and just throwing your hair or just being like, yeah, I guess I'm dumb. I can't figure this out. I'm like, no, I mean, I thought I understood what you're saying. This is what I was thinking. And mm-hmm. I, you're not thinking that, you know, like in a better way just to like relay that yeah. you're confused, you're frustrated or whatever. And, and then becoming a leader, you'll have better communication to, absolutely, you know, li- um, delegate your plan yeah. with folks, you know, and, and get better results that way too. Cause you're more concise and um, clear and having that clear leadership plan is easy to follow. You know, what would have really helped me when I was younger in that same scenario, how to ask for help. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. That was a tough one. Yeah. Especially as a guy, sometimes you don't want to ask for help. You're like, no. okay, so and well, and everybody, I guess, you know, you get a little chip yeah. on your shoulder. You're like, I don't look stupid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And some places are really bad about cultivating an environment that makes you look stupid. If mm-hmm. you have the, the gall to be like, yeah. uh, what? I'm sorry, I did not understand what you wanted, or I don't know how to do this. Whatever you know that yeah. application may be. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, you haven't like like a, like say you got a new radio, like the newest version of this thing, and you're like, I don't want any of these buttons. Are you? I don't. I've never looked at one, so I don't know what it looks yeah. like. But like for me, from the old radio, to this radio, I'm like, I have no idea how to hand jam in, uh, you know, a frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd never messed with it, and then all of a sudden I find out like, and I'm so I was like, so you see old way. And, you know, put a knife in the side, <laughs> you know, yeah. like clone the thing. That, that thing they tell you not to do. Yeah, you Jam you. a piece of metal in there. Okay, <laughs> you make that connection with your knife and then you're good to go. And uh, and it probably won't blow up in your hands. Yeah, well. Exactly. well, yeah, it's like two of the three is good, right? <laughs> so it's like if you hit the two, it'll work. But you hit the one, you'll you'll ruin the radio. So <laughs> it's a gamble, but, you're, you know, odds are on your side. <laughs> I think you always go center and it'll you're fine. Probably be fine. Yeah, I think yeah, unless you hit that center pin, I think you're fine. That's why I kept you. But I think it's like. <laughs> two to me, you're good. Two away, not good. You know, sixty percent of the time, it works every, every time. time. <laughs> yeah, the, the odds are good, man. So you just, you know, have a good knife and uh, uh, and confidence. You know, you go with confidence. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah, but instead of getting a hold of this thing and actually being all like, oh, I can just hit a per, you know a freak whatever go on the frequencies and just like punch in a frequency or even adjust one like mm-hmm. the problem with the old one, man you mess it up and you gotta go all the way back and repro you know repunch in the, the freak oh, yeah. you know i'll be honest i have no shame when it comes to these radios especially like the uh, the one we got over here that's oh. been chirping yeah i thought i was hearing that why is it chirping say again what i thought i was hearing a chirp what what's going on there yeah, probably just a hot mic honestly but uh-huh. um i heard like a th- beep though like a, like a dying battery beep like i th- think it was my stuff I'm weird. No, I must have missed that. But uh, oh, yeah, I, I screwed up my connection at some point somehow. It, and it was like two weeks after we started. And I was like, what the hell? Like, this thing was fine. I've been checking yeah. in daily. Why can't anyone hear me now? And Ellie's like, well, I'm going to schedule you an appointment with uh, one of the radio techs. I was like, great. Yeah. Go ahead. Awesome. Yeah, That's thanks. their job, man. They'll help me. Yeah, <laughs> they exactly. know what's going on. Bringing the pros. Yeah, truly. Like, I can fiddle with the manual all day. And I'll probably, like, learn a bunch of stuff, which is cool. But, yeah, I'm happy to talk to one of the, the techs. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're both awesome, man. Oh, yeah. And just so fast, they had yeah. my issue solved. And I was like, thanks, man. Yeah, man. They had They've been two days of me tinkering around with it. Yeah, those smart fellows. And, like, Josh mm-hmm. Hyland, you know, like, the the main guy. Like, dude, yeah. if, if I got, a, like, a weird oddball question, like, a, 
Like, and it's just like if I'm going run through his office anyways, I'll just be like, hey, what do you think about this? And be like, oh, I should look at that. Like he's dude, he's so well researched and stuff. Yeah. And and then like I look, I think behind his desk for the sake of the story, it's behind his desk. <laughs> uh, there's a picture of him and his wife and Obama in the Oval <laughs> Office. What? I'm like, what? He's like, oh yeah, actually, like he <laughs> did something in the military where he was doing the radio and networking stuff oh uh, for the Oval Office. I was like, what? He should have just been like, no, we hang out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Went to high school with him. <laughs> you know, like, I and I would have believed him. I'm like, well, yeah, he must have. Damn, that's crazy, man. Yeah. How often did you guys hang out there? You know, <laughs> once a month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had Sunday dinners. You know, last Sunday in every month. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and that's like just uh, an example. The reason why I was throwing it out there partly was because like it's an example of how interesting people in the Forest Service can be. Like, oh, yeah, like random radio shop in on the Bitter National Forest, and I picture the president. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, huh? With the, well, yeah, with the radio guy, with the president. I'm like, how does this happen? You know, I know. I love hearing people's stories. Um, even where people are from is so fascinating to me because they flock from all over. Just the way our weird recruiting crappy website is set up yeah i mean <laughs> talking to the botanist super fun emma's from tennessee hmm. and got a job up here and ashlyn is from freaking jersey oh really i was like what oh, <laughs> like, what wow. brought you guys here that's so cool yeah, yeah. And they got to share their stories with me and i was like and they didn't know each other before they came up i don't think so man that's cool and they're hanging out and yeah going, going on adventures that's yeah, yeah. oh man i love seeing that dude like these friendships that get built and mm -hmm. And I, I guess to kind of explain like why you're hanging with them is they came up for the Northern Lights, right? Yeah. Oh, it, God, that was cool. Aurora Borealis. <laughs> yeah. So you guys got to see you pretty good, hey? Uh, I was very impressed. Yeah. I don't know if they were as much as me, but anytime I see any of the Northern Lights, I'm like, yeah, like oh, I'll stay up dude. until four in the morning for it just for like the little bit that we saw. Yeah. But like vertical beams starting on the eastern side of the horizon and slowly moving west with like horizontal bands through it and different colors Yeah. throughout like these light to deep greens reds is i don't know to me i was like transfixed i could not look away yes yeah, i had man. a fantastic time <laughs> yeah i can't remember was that a pretty cold night i remember there's something like reason why i didn't really want to be outside but like i, I just like stayed it was windy yeah and it, was, it, was wind, yeah, that yeah. it chilled pretty yeah. good because of the wind um i I was in like long pants and like a hoodie in the Carhartt. <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah, it was too. In July. Yeah, I know, in my sandals. Like I <laughs> probably should have put some <laughs> my muck boots on. But Dude, right, what is it like? It's it's just cold enough that you have to wear two jackets, but everyone's like, oh, I'll just wear flip-flops. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Put my rainbows on and go. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm guilty of that today I all know, day long. I've been, I've been so jealous of staring at the feet because <laughs> I, I think that's also kind of part of the fire culture too is you're stuck in an enclosed, you know, toed shoes, like whether PTing or hiking in a boot yeah. that you, you just want to have some freedom on your feet, you know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, let your dogs breathe, you know? For sure, especially after my little jaunt yesterday. Yeah, that was a pretty good one, man. Oh, that, yeah, God, it's ugly, but yeah. it'll, it'll be fine. I am I wanted to go further, so I think what would be super fun, you know where uh, Brigand is? Brigand Brewing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it used to be Bandit Brewing down in Darby. That's why it throws me off, because I'm used yes. to the old name. Kind of old cease and desist, um, <sighs> which sucks. Oh, but God, yeah. Yeah. They are Brigand Brewing now, which is appropriate. Mountain Bandit, Brigand. Yeah, yeah. But they're just down on the river, and... I mean, I was halfway there. Oh, really? I think it would be super fun to grab a group of folks who wanted to, like, stage a car or ha get picked up down there, hike from here starting 8 a.m. 
and get there, have a burger, whatever. Once we get there, mm-hmm. you know, drop after hiking that far. But yeah, God, that would be fun. That's yeah, I like that. I, I, I really like adventure that ends somewhere with food. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you you do all this hiking, see all these beautiful sights, and then by the end of it, you stop at a brewery right on the riverside. You eat a burger and then take a nap right by the river. It's likely what I would do. Yeah, totally. Get your feet wet a little bit too, and then <laughs> yeah. lay down. Yeah. Man, yeah, that'd be nice. Kick the boots off. Yeah, I mean, you could even make it a two-day affair if you wanted to crash somewhere over there on Elk Point. Oh, true, yeah. I had considered that, but the weather got super crappy. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was the last night you were doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that'd be kind of cool. Is Elk, Can you see Elk Point? Is that what's right behind you there? Yeah. Oh, the highest one? Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, it's funny because it's right there, but then there's a big canyon <laughs> in between us. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that doesn't look, f-. and then you look down, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, and especially me driving up fresh, I was like, because like at first glance, I was like, oh, yeah, nice, man. I'm, you know, like, that's not too far. And then, you know, like, taking a bigger look at it and, like, using my memory on the drive up, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a bit of a cruise because you got to go pretty <laughs> far down before you can go back up again. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a good walk. Yeah, it looks beautiful, too, man. I mean, what? Yeah, for folks who didn't catch the first podcast, um, so this is technically part two, but we're just oh missing yeah. Tyrell. Uh, we're in the Sapphire Range, correct, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're in the Sapphires right now, and Sula Peak Lookout. Um, and then you got the Bitterroot Mountain Range behind us that you can see. Hopefully you can see the GoPro pretty good. And then, uh, I mean, I can't really point to it, but you could probably, like, <laughs> where Medicine Point Lookout is, like. It's the tallest of the hills over here, and then this runs down into Shook Mountain just behind us. And what we're looking at is the west side of our district. So this is pretty much the furthest west, west of the Darby Sula district. Yeah. And then to the south of us is 93. That goes on down to Wisdom and Idaho. And then behind the camera is the valley that rolls out to the east fork of the Bitterroot Forest. Yeah. And the Bitterroot River. But yeah, and ties into Phillipsburg and the Bibardi. Yeah. Right? You go straight yep. that way. Yeah. So a uh, little, little bit of orientation for folks who are curious and hopefully can <laughs> see all this, you know? Yeah, and uh, I don't know, the video you took earlier, you had a pretty good, like, spin around, so you might be able to identify some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, I put on, put on the socials, I think I put that up already, but... So, damn, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was kind of uploading as I was coming up, you know, like, because nice. I think I, yeah, I'm trying to get folks so they kind of get more in the experience, like, yeah. um, which, I, which I probably should do when I release the podcast, too, is, like, show, like, the coming up and then... Um, I was just thinking that. Yeah, then recording, then, you know, maybe on the way down, like, because last time I was up here, you and Tyrell were kicking it that night, but... Uh, the st- oh, well, and we looked. We did some stargazing before I left. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It was super clear. Man, it was an amazing night. And then I took a bunch of awesome photos. The lookout lit up just on top of the hill here, you know. And yeah. Like, man, super cool stuff. And trying to share more of that with folks who don't, you know, get the opportunity. Like even if you live in Montana, like you might live in an area where there's not lookouts, like on the B Bar D. Great or Falls. Great Falls, <laughs> yeah, yeah, out there in the Plains area. Big too. old West Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> to like Billings Country and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like maybe in the Granite Range or where Beartooth, maybe there's some lookouts, but I don't even know if there is. And if they are, they probably aren't staffed. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I was very fortunate. I got to do the same thing. I had some family visit this year. Oh yeah. And I was like, night hike, Jim Hill Rock. And I'm like, sure. Everybody grabbed beer and just walked down to Jim Hill Rock and leave the lights on and look back. Oh. So cool to see the, like the dark hill, the lookout lit up on top of it. Yeah, it, yeah, that's amazing, man. This thing lights up really nice at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm fortunate for that. Yeah, Jim Hill Rock's right down the ridge here, right? Yeah, it's just this first knob. Oh, the one you can see from here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's cool, and, and that's one of the deceiving one too, right? Like it looks like it's right there, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a yeah. bit of a cruise. Well, it's funny because you don't think it's that steep or that deep going down that saddle, and then on the way back, you're like sweaty and out of breath, and you're like, uh, L- looking up, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I went this far. Yeah, I don't. Why am I breathing too heavy? I know I, ha- I had this group of folks up. Uh, it has to be a month and a half ago now, and 
they were great. They were super nice. They wanted to eat lunch up here, and they did. They cool. shared their food with me, and after a while, a bunch of the kids, I think they were a church group, so there's a lot of them. Yeah. But after a while, the kids got pretty, like, exploratory. Yeah. And go running down that uh, that saddle and up Jim Hell Rock, and I just saw some of the parents like... <sighs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. It's like ah, it's gonna be a bit of a hike. You're gonna get your polo shirt sweaty. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a mess <laughs> after that one. Yeah, and it's pretty warm out. And this poor dude in like dress dress shoes and dress pants and a, you know a collared shirt. And he's just carrying his daughter like step after agonizing step on the way back. Oh man! <laughs> you guys want some water? <laughs> yeah. You guys thirsty? <laughs> oh man, good good on for going on the retrieval. But yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I can I can feel his pain. Oh, those poor guys. Yeah. Jim Hill Rock, where's the name come from? Do you know? Truly, I don't. Oh, me either, dude. Yeah, I need to know like more about the history of this valley. Yeah, I mean, man. obviously, I've got the lookout from the 2000 fire stuff like that, but yeah, because well, even just like this spot in particular, like when I was working on Sula, it's like you have French Basin, Ross Hole, Jim Hill Rock, and it's all on the maps. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why is there so many names? One little area, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh! And you start looking at all the draws and the streams, and yeah, it's overwhelming. <laughs> it is, man. Like, you know, people like reference stuff. Like when I was giving a tour, like, oh, I should go up here and maybe check out this. I'm like, Grizzly Bear Saddle, right? And you're yeah, like, he's like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, sure. I'll check that out. I saw, uh, yeah, I saw like a funny thing on Instagram where it was like this guy talking about like um, non-local hikers versus local hikers. And I was like, <laughs> did you see that one? <laughs> no, but it sounds hilarious. Oh, it's awesome. Just yeah. living here. Yeah. It's like, I went to Bass Creek Trailhead, then I took Sheep Rock Ridge, and then I went over to like Moose Mountain and came down beaver trail and and then like it's just, you know he's like, like all the names and, and like went for you know about whatever miles and like had all the description which is really yeah. accurate for people who like come out here and hike on the same trails because oh, i'll be yeah. like where is that you know it's like yeah lived here for a really long time and i'm like i and, and they're like oh it was, you know i was like going up the same area so i'm like oh yeah i know what that is you know <laughs> yeah but like when you're local you just gotta use more broad you know terms and that's what it was. This one guy's like, yeah, I went for a hike today. And that was like the local. And that was it. You know, like that's so much more me too. Where yeah. people are like, oh, cool. Where'd you hike? I was like, to the Sula store and back. Yeah. And they're like, what? Is that a trail? I'm like, no. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, I know the store is that way. And I just went down the hill and then I came back up the hill. Dude. I'm, that, yeah. That's brutal. That's, that can be. So it's that first pull out of the valley, <laughs> off the valley floor that sucks. Yeah, but once you get on the ridge line headed back this way it's it just kind of rolls and it's not too bad but oh good yeah dude, that's what i was thinking i've driven by i've never hiked it but like <laughs> from the road you can see it's like up yeah you know? <laughs> it is it's rough oh, um man. i would say it's the steepest and the roughest coming off 93 like right at the campground oh really because that's where the crew will hike it oh yeah, so our local sure. fire crew will come up here and hike this for pt because it's a solid two miles up two and a half yeah it's not friendly and it's not no it's not friendly forgiving like it's hot. There's not a lot of tree coverage. It's very steep. Yeah. And it's that deceptive, like, weird Montana steep where people are like, oh, this is great. And then they fall. Yeah. And you're like, oh, are you okay? Yeah. Uh, slippery grass, too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they'll hike up this side. And I've done that with the crew a few times. And even this th- this year, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I called uh, Borden. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, next time you guys are coming, let me know. Like, one, I'll be fully dressed, which I would appreciate the heads yeah, up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two, I will hike with you guys. Like, I'll put on boots and everything and be ready to go. Once you guys get to the top, you know, you take a breather and then I'll go down and come back up. Yeah. It's before radio check-in, so that's perfect. Oh, perfect. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, let's go. That's cool. So it was actually, it was pretty fun. Where do you pop out at? Just right over here? Yeah, they uh, they pop out right on the, the curve in the road. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dang, cool. Yeah, because, like, I remember thinking about it and then, like, my experience kind of kicked my experience out of my brain because initially like you can see almost all the way up from the road you're like that's not that far you know but then <laughs> i was like 
I've driven up there. That's that's farther back than it looks. You know, a little bit of a false summit there too. You know. Oh yeah, that yeah. W- that's brutal. It's funny. I was just on the phone with Tyrell yesterday as I was oh. getting back here. He had called me, and uh, I was hiking up this far side instead, right from yeah. Elk Point. It got me again, and I live here. <laughs> and I it was I, what I thought was the last little pole up the ridge. That's <laughs> we were talking. Yeah, man, I'm just getting home, and I can't wait to... He's he's like, yeah, I'm going to go home and shower and go right to sleep. I'm exhausted from work. And I was like, I'm about to do the same thing. And I look up. There's another big hill in front of me. It's like, son of a bitch. Oh, just heartbreaking. Soul-crushing. Yeah, I was like, one more Rimmel. <laughs> yeah, one more Rimmel. Oh, man. <laughs> another fantastic hiking hill. Yeah, yeah, just the south of us here. Just yeah. that, that away. That's the big PT hill for the, the fire crew. Because yep. it's, it's a solid... I mean... If you're really getting after it with a saw on your back, it's still 13 minutes, probably. Yeah, yeah, and it's so all uphill on that one, too. And yeah. Another deceptively steep one where it doesn't look so bad from the road, from the highway, from up in the sky. But then when you're on it, it's like, oh, my God, you're, it's like climbing up a ladder. Yeah, yeah, dude. And it's right there on the station, so it's yeah. so, con- so convenient. You know? <laughs> to torture all the rookies with. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's just right there. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's brutal, man. That's like kind of the stuff we did in rookie training, too, for smoke jumping that uh, luckily, I'd kind of put myself through that a little bit and had a little bit of mental, uh, uh, like resilience. Mental, mental resiliency, but like mental resiliency coaching mm. by by my friend Bronson, who was also going through uh, Rick training out of McCall at the time. But mm. he he gave me little nuggets of like um, experiences that he had, he'd gone through in the military, where like he'd gotten teased, where they're like, going to end a PT hike or a PT run. <laughs> just was never ending and yeah. you just had to like just get in that mode going. that like yeah i'll do this all day and whatever it yep. ends when it ends and yep so i get that kind of mantra going and then my other friend deshaun who's in the military kind of seems he had like trained with me a little bit and he's like ah, too easy you know yeah. i could do this all day <laughs> too easy and that's the big one yeah and that's the other so i kept hammering those mantras and it's cool it's weird like a lot of people maybe think that's a, like woo woo hippie stuff like having a mantra but <laughs> dude it pays off it's man surprisingly useful when you're in those uh I don't know if high stress is the right way to phrase it, but um, stress because you like stress is in like physical stress, stress and yeah. Yeah, mental stress, you know. Yeah, maybe a distressed physical state yeah. is a good way to put it. A lot of exertion. Yeah, absolutely. And your mind is like kind of powerful in those situations. Yeah. <laughs> Where if you can focus on something that's not just putting one foot in front of the other on this god awful hike, yeah. you'd probably be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you let your brain maybe wander a little bit or just yeah. like focus on like. I can do this all day, man. It's really not yeah. that bad. You you'll know? be up a blister or two, but yeah, you'll make it up the hill as opposed to the guy who can't stop thinking about his feet. Well, yeah, and, and think about the heat down. and yeah. how far he's gone and like how much more. Like I think that's what gets people a lot of times in rookie training. Like mm-hmm. sometimes the most physically fit folks, man, can just like wash and you're like, wait, you dude, like crushed day one, but then that's a day one that keeps going. You know, <laughs> like the, you know, it just yeah. doesn't stop until you're done with rookie training. So it's like. Mm-hmm. I think that gets people, especially the 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 weekends almost worse because you get this break, right? You get these two days <laughs> so sore, so yeah, tired, so oh my sore god, and tired, and then it's like, uh, I, oh man, I got next week starts again, <laughs> same thing, you know. I was talking with some of the rookies down in Sula when I was a rookie down there, and yeah. we RPT was brutal that year. Uh, y- you met Scott, right? Scott Scott Bogan. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was our foreman. Yeah, he wasn't playing no shit. So every day it was a big hike. Every day it was a, a six-mile run. Every day was a ridiculous, you know, circuit workout where you're just going to work you half to death. I mean, we, we were doing this fuck shit where we would hike Rimmel and everyone would take a saw. And then we got down and we had to pull our packs off and hold them and do, like, 100 squats. And then we had to, like, just some other. Like it was just never-ending shit like that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we were talking about making these shirts 
that said Sula on the front of them, and then on the back it said Everything Hurts and I'm Dying. <laughs> that's, we're constantly joking about that. Yes, everything hurts. Yeah, to this day, it's like, oh, I need to make like 10 of those and send them to everyone who was a rookie at the same time as me. Oh, and get yeah, a kick out dude. of that shit. Oh, man, that's, yeah, that's super cool. I got, mm-hmm. Yeah, that run, I got a few of those like ideas, like just like t shirts yeah. I've been like wanting to do and, yeah. and just haven't had a chance to present them yet. Like, some stuff that happened during my rookie uh, year that, you know, at NCSB that I want to get some all involved, some t-shirts about it. Yeah. And then, um, then my engine boss experience too. Like that was, Ooh. yeah, that was pretty cool. Like in Whitehall and just experiences out in Eastern Montana with a, with a, with a really good group, you know, of folks. Oh, good. Yeah. So I don't want to give those out, the t-shirt ideas out yet until like <laughs> I make them reality. Cause I, I, I kind of want to surprise the folks with them, yeah. you know, but, yeah, the uh, folks who were listening to this that that were on that triple kind of know what I'm talking about. And nice. I don't. I kind of hopefully they're not listening because I want to surprise them <laughs> with it. And I'm hoping to have them on the podcast all together so we can drop the dime, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you tease it out of me though. I was like, yeah, yeah sorry cool. about that. Yeah, sorry, going on memory lane. I was <laughs> like, yeah, man, I got a great T-shirt thing too, but I'm not going to talk about it. I just have a T-shirt idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then this purse just upside down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, oh, sorry about that. Shook it out of me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I uh, I, I made a, a couple T-shirts in my day, and like one one of them's all right, and the other one uh, I I thought it was kind of cool. And I had like group effort out in in Pocatello, and it was uh, uh for the Pocatello spike jump base, and so like it's you know with the especially the jump world, it's you know a lot of T-shirts are pretty involved in the community. Like if yeah, you yeah. jump a area, like especially like if you're say you're from West Yellowstone and you jump. You have to go do like a boost to McCall and then jump a fire out of McCall and then you earn their gear. You get oh, a t-shirt, that's cool, right? Man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of a big deal, man. Like, mm-hmm. and then, um, you get to wear those t-shirts around your base and kind of like show yeah. you got, got out and got to see some cool country. So like we're in Pocatello and there's no t-shirt at that spike base. I was like, and we had a, we had a down day. Like we jumped right away, like right when we got there. And then I had like a down day and just kind of recovering and like, mm-hmm. man, it'd be kind of cool to have a t-shirt that represents my <laughs> time here. So yeah. So I worked in one and it was August. So uh, we were doing a dirty August t-shirt, like, you know, August now. And yeah. so I, I uh, came up with the idea to do a Joe Dirt t-shirt. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. yeah. So like we had Joe Dirt on the back and then, you know, like he was <laughs> introduced himself like as Dirte, yep. you know, in the one scene, like churching it up. <laughs> Don't spruce it up, Dirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And so I, I uh, he says. yeah, I think it, yeah, it's don't spruce it up or don't church it up or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so like we had a Deer Day August with uh, Joe Deer on the back, and <laughs> oh then my gosh. the uh, oh dude the the uh, suit up room like where we kept all our, our jump stuff like yeah. you know uh, jump suit and and uh, pack out bag and it, well in our line gear or whatever mm-hmm. you know it was like just in your corner pop in the corner sure. and uh, this it was in a Connex box kind of thing like a shitty trailer <laughs> thing yeah so <laughs> hot as things. hell and full of bees yeah oh <laughs> even better yeah dude so it's like full of bees the roof is like falling in on us i get this awesome picture of my buddy newell just like looking up at like the ceiling <laughs> and uh, it's 130 degrees oh <laughs> yeah just oh hot as hell so like yeah, i took a picture of that just crappy Connex box thing and and uh we put wings on it and for the front <laughs> of the picture you know for the front of the t-shirt in the back had joe dirt nice yeah, nice nice turned nice. out pretty cool see that's awesome that's that's a whole story and a t-shirt that all the dudes all the folks get to keep yeah yeah man i think it's still going on hopefully down there in, in boise because for the blm is is what the spike base is for and gotcha. the blm already it's a pretty cool t-shirt so yeah but like you said like and, and i blew out a few of those t-shirts because you know it's been forever since i jumped and right um and now i, I you know i want to go back and visit those places and it gives me yeah. a reason to go down and like get some new swag and you know <laughs> there you go yeah um 
Do you guys ever do stupid flips? Mm. All the time. Most notable? Uh, the one that like applied to me. Cause we did, I mean, there was like tattoo flips and ice cream flips. Okay. So that was cool. Like, um, at West Yellowstone, like in the summer, I mean, it doesn't like happen all summer. I don't think, but like maybe when fire season are going and like kind of need a little bit more of a sweet treat, um, <laughs> they'll blare the like ice cream truck song over the like speakers. <laughs> and so you'd be out in the saw shop and you hear like the jingle, of the ice cream song and yep. everyone comes in, there's a special quarter. So that <laughs> the quarter comes in the game and then, you, you know, everyone flips and then, you know, if you win, you know, lose, but win, yeah. you, you know, you pay for everyone's ice cream. That's funny. Yeah, it's cool. It's a nice See, break that's, in the that's afternoon. Yeah. And then, yeah, some bad ones, dude. I was <laughs> yeah, the the one I lost that I was like not too stoked <laughs> on because I didn't want to take it. I was really tired. I didn't want to take a part of it. it. Was in Alaska. It was in McGrath at the Spike of Base. Of course, in McGrath. It was in Alaska. Yeah, and like got to do something to keep that morale high. Oh yeah, we just flew, and I don't even know. I don't know if anyone jumped. One of one of my friends got sick, mm. and it was just hot flight. And like, I was trying to take my stuff off behind the shade and <laughs> behind the shed and in the shade and like hang it up so it'd cool off and. I hear someone like, and it's usually when you're getting skunked, you want to do like a, oh, well, like a sacrifice for Big Ernie, right? Like, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. we'd been there for a few weeks. We got Small socked in with smoke. Yeah, man. So, like, we got socked in with smoke for like a week and a half or longer. Like, no one could come in, no one could leave. Half the, uh, half the panel of shock crew had flown in, and their soup, Chris Smith, was there with some folks. And mm-hmm. I got to, talk, I got to talk to him a little bit and, like, you know, got to know him a little bit more. And you really liked him, man. I got along with him great. And, uh, teasing Louis, because I knew he, like, wasn't the biggest fan of jumpers, so like, uh, <laughs> yeah, so like those dirty fucking jumpers. Yeah, man. So like, I was like teasing a little bit. He had yeah. Great sense of humor, man. And like, so we were going back and forth for a minute there. And um, and then one of my friends was there too, who was mm-hmm. on the shocker at the time. And he got stranded with the soup, which is probably not your favorite place to be, you know. Like when the rest, other half the crew is back in Fairbanks <laughs> like, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, having a little better time maybe. Mm. But um, so then, you know, we flew a few and just getting skunked, no, not getting any jumps. We're getting kegged up there in McGrath, Dang. like with jumpers. Some people are timing out and having to go back. And Whoa. Yeah. So that like, sucks. Yeah. Without getting a jump. And I don't think I had Alaska jump yet. So I was like, man. <laughs> so I was like, it was time for a sacrifice, but I did not want to be involved. And I, but it's all or nothing, you know? Yeah. Like, and you, that was one, the one. One for all. Yeah. <laughs> and you were the so one. So I won. Time. Yeah. I won. Well, my brother buddy won it. And then so like we ended up having to, I think we like because I was avoiding it, and I'm just being like me versus him, and and uh, I beat him, you know. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. And it's right around dinner. It's hard to say because the damn sun's out all the time. So I think it was dinner, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you thought it was dinner, but it was 11:45 at night. That's what I was like <laughs> thinking. I was like, so we, you know, we all go to the and the food's amazing there. It, That's at good. McGrath, yeah, like they they bring in some local folks and oh, hell run, yeah. run the kitchen there at, at the um, airport, and so we go in. And I'm just wearing, and the the winning prize was you get to wear your uh, jumpsuit for the rest of the day or until there's a fire, which actually was a little better plan because there's also a little bridge, and the uh, the next step up for the stupid flip is you get to be a troll under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so I'm lucky. I'm like, I'll, I'll take the jumpsuit. And so, like, I guess I had a little bit of time to marinate my jumpsuit before we went to, went to dinner, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. so. Um, I was oh. just like, and you don't want to go inside cause it's so bulky. So I didn't go inside like the, the little bro shack and everyone else was like hanging out inside and the cooler air and comfy couch. So I was out on this, but it was also kind of a badass hammock. So I'm just like lounging in this hammock and solid. Yeah. Like not moving much. Like 
Like that kid off of the Christmas story, you know. <laughs> like laying in the snow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you can't move. You get the strap that's just above your knees. So oh you, yeah, you don't hurt your hurt your goods and yeah. you don't jump. And so anyways, I waddled myself to the food hall, you know, like and get some food and, and right as we're eating, I get the fire call. And <laughs> ends up being the one I get to jump and solid. Yeah, so it worked out, but it's like Sacrifice was worth it. And yeah, and that actually sacrifice was really worth it because I got to jump with one of my really good buddies from Whitehall High School. Oh, cool. And he jumped out of McCall at the time. Ah, that's badass. Yeah, so I was a Missoula jumper at the time. He was a McCall jumper, and there's really no reason that we'd ever be jump partners, like out in like the lower 48. Like, it'd be really hard. And somehow, and even one Alaska is even harder because it's bigger, you know? So yeah, right. Somehow we end up at the same spike base and um, load together, and like we didn't mess with it. It's just like. Yeah. How how it rolled out because there's no reason to mess with it like right and and no one wants to go out of order you know like yeah you, you it's just the luck of the draw yeah, like you guys draw. got it that's so cool yeah yeah man so yeah we we're JPs jump partners and oh yeah so it worked out do you have a do you have a a, a winning story of a flip it was an almost stupid flip and uh-huh. I didn't win but uh-huh. we <laughs> we did the flip and then I think Scott Bogan got word of it and he was like fucking stop oh really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't go. It's like we're not having this. Yeah, but uh, we were. I think this might have been my first assignment ever as a rookie, and uh, one of the guys had smashed a toe. Oh, uh, it, like real, real bad a couple weeks before, to the point where it busted his nail, and it was just kind of like rotten uh, on his yeah. foot, and it finally right. fell off. Cause, I mean, you're hiking nonstop. It was a uh, observation point, so we were all over the place that that fire. Oh, whoa! Like way out there in the West Fork observation point. Um, no, it's up further north. Oh, there's two outdoors. Wow, man, that's the confusing thing about the outdoors. I would just say the outdoors. Like, there's so many. There's a million fish creeks and beaver creeks and stuff, yeah. you know. And yep, two observation points on one forest too. Like, I didn't that's know that. We're not known for being creative out here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, our variety, I guess. You know. So, uh, where's this observation point at? Um, it's a little further north of Darby, actually. Oh, it's really? between Darby and Hamilton. Yeah. Oh wow. And uh, Let's check a map. It was it's like a thousand something acres, which I mean, it was a decent sized fire for the the time of the season. Yeah, but hiking around like crazy, tying into the shots because our assistant was a uh, detailed. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was detailed from the shots. Oh, you got smashed toe dude hanging around with you too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, we got tons of characters, yeah. but uh, this kid had smashed his foot or whatever, and his nail was just barely hanging on, and like a week and a half later, it had come off. And he kept the stupid thing for some reason, his little toenail. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Why would you? And we were well over three quarters of the way through a stupid flip to see who would eat it. And it was going to be bad. Oof. Yeah, it was disgusting. And honestly, we're probably, whoever was in the game, so I don't even remember who, is lucky that Bogan showed up when he did. He's oh, like, fucking stop. <laughs> Put your shit, like, get your shit together and get in the trucks. Oh. And it was like, yeah, good call. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that, oh, man. <laughs> There's no cool. way, man. I would not get. I would not do that. Because <laughs> you know, like, there's ways that you can get out of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess I forgot about this one. There was one that I won also, and it was uh, to. I can't remember how exactly it was phrased, but it's where the nastiest underwear you had in your pack, and like, so if you've been rocking a pair for Gross. like a week, yeah. and. So like it just sounds like instant chafe to me. Yeah, but you had to wear it on your head or something weird. Oh fuck. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want my nasty no yeah underwear and like smelling it. So like either that or like a thousand push-ups or something. And I was like, oh, I, I will just take the push-ups. Yeah, yeah, it's like, gonna be an hour of your time. Exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. You know, yeah. so I did that and and then you know like just it. But the the kind of funny stuff comes out with this, right? Like it. Mm-hmm. Not doing the stupid flip, you know, like or not. <laughs> yeah. I want it, but I'm not gonna gonna do it. So the options are: I have a buddy 
Or no, I have to have a buddy. So it doesn't matter who it is on the crew because mm. you never know who you might get split off with. So like, okay, twenty person throw together crew from the B R D, and uh, which is it was a fun crew, a lot of great people on it. And uh, so I had a marker. They gave me a marker, I think <laughs> is what it was. And uh, so they had to tally it. Like so, for all my pushups, I had like tallies. <laughs> so like, and my whole arm was full of tallies, <laughs> oh and then going up my other, my left arm for people keeping tracks. So, like I had a spotter <laughs> or a buddy that would like count my pushups. <laughs> And then check them off, you know. And I was look like I was doing like twenty at a time, but for some reason they they wanted to, the rule was to tally it. So like you know, yeah, you'd five, be five, five. You'd be hilariously, yeah, like <laughs> marked up. Yeah, so like dinner that night was kind of interesting. People were like, what's happening? Because yeah, like I don't think I was allowed to wash it off until after dinner or something like that. So <laughs> you get the weird looks. Yeah, like. Uh, pen axe, pen fight. I lost real bad. <laughs> real bad. Yeah. <laughs> they ganged up on me. What? Yeah, the whole crew versus me. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. One of the <laughs> – I think I was in Utah for a fire, and I got put on a, a lookout duty for the day. So I hiked up the opposite ridge, and I was looking back at our crew. And, I mean, there was not a damn thing going on with that incident anymore. It was pretty cold. Yeah. So my day was just hanging out in the wind. <laughs> yeah. And been there. the problem is uh, the ridge line I was on, the half – to my north was not burned, so it was oh. ju- it was fine. But yeah. it was mostly rocky, so it wasn't a big deal. The half to my south was just nuked. Ooh. So if the wind picked up, it was just nothing but dirt and ash. Yeah. So by the end of the day, I was just like covered. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I get back to camp, and I was like using wet wipes and like washing off my face and stuff like that. But I could not get the crap like off of my eyes very well. Mm-hmm. So it looked like eyeliner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I had the firefighter eyeliner going on. Just emo. Yeah. And one of the dudes turned around in the chow line, and he just it's <laughs> like, "What, Kyle?" And he's like, "You look like you're wearing eyeliner." <laughs> Turn right back around. I was like, well, "Fuck!" And I like pick up dirt out of the rodeo ground. <laughs> Mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like no wonder people have been looking at me weird. Yeah, man. God, I think everybody who's done lookout duty on a big fire has had that experience. And you're like, sometimes in like the Southwest, you all you have is like some little bush sagebrush thing. And <laughs> in between your obs, you're just like curling underneath the thing trying I to get some shade. <laughs> yeah, but you're also getting just sandblasted all day. <laughs> Dude, I was, mine was a cliff of like an incline too. It was so steep oh. by the time I ended where I did. Couldn't really get comfortable or anything. And Not really. Yeah. Um, Having a poop on the side of that hill, you know, at 2 p.m. or whatever, yeah. when it's hot as hell. That was an ordeal that was pretty hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> like, how am I going to do this without, like, falling down? Oh, yeah, dude. I had similar experience. And, like, I thought I was... <laughs> I was on the I was on the back side of this ridge and the whole thing it got like nuked off and there wasn't yeah. anywhere to hide. So I was just like hiked on the other side of the ridge down the ridge and then on the other side, like trying to get away from people and away from the fire line. Mm-hmm. And for some reason they I see decided he was gonna do a flight about that time. <laughs> so I get the helicopter pilot like in uh yeah, while I'm, doing, while I'm doing the business, I usually <laughs> look like at to, our left window. Yeah, yeah, you have a, a smoke jumper bare bottom. Yeah, uh, yeah, because like I I like to get real comfortable, so I take off my shirt and <laughs> helmet. And I love that, dude. Man, yeah, like just, I just nothing but boots. Nothing, but, yeah, pretty much, man. Like and uh, yeah, good I, for you, dude. Yeah, I don't have any accidents and just just real comfortable out there, and as you should be. Yeah, you know, God given right. Right, yeah, just just me and God out there is what I thought, and then <laughs> what I thought, yeah. Type two helicopter can buzz around the corner, or jet maybe it was type one or type three, I guess. You know, like a jet ranger. Or way something. too low to the ground. Yeah. No, it was a type two. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it's definitely a type two. So. <laughs> uh, Bell, whatever two or four or something like that. So oh, like nice. yeah, like way too low. You know, like yeah, and very 
obvious. Yeah, very obvious. Yeah, I got my my butt does not see the sun, so my white ass cheeks were just like out there for display. And I just gave him a thumbs up. <laughs> Good for you, dude. Yeah, I I've got a kind of funny story, like lookout wise. Uh, oh, real quick, let me explain the stupid flip. Do we we didn't really explain it, right? Oh no. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, go, so you might have it. listeners who are not familiar with Wild and Fire. Fire. Shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigan of a stupid flip. I'll let you explain no, it. No, go ahead, man. You got a great voice for it. <laughs> Stand down and listen up for your 5 p.m. weather. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Perfect. So a stupid flip is something that is used to boost morale on fire crews, especially after you've been on a particularly difficult or long or straight boring assignment where yeah. you haven't had a damn thing happening. Morale, and morale is really falling. Yeah, and there's <laughs> a variety of ways that that happens. Yep. So to keep people from being sulky and whiny, <laughs> you will do something called a stupid flip where usually your entire crew, whether it's your mod of five or your 20 man, will stand in a circle and everyone flips a coin. Typically a quarter. Typically a quarter. And if you flip head, well, it depends on whoever is Run. coming up with the rules. But yeah. if in our case, if you flip heads, you're still in the circle. If you flip tails, you're out. Yep. And whoever wins by staying in the circle long enough, you're doing whatever deed has been put Pre- forth. Predetermined. Predetermined yeah. by this group of sadists. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the best way to put and it. And there have been some, I've seen videos of some pretty nasty stuff that gets put up on the stupid flip yeah. like my story earlier with the toenail one was pretty gross um, it's for the best that Scott stopped yeah, stop yeah some people saved some things yeah probably some thrown up yeah <laughs> common one is the full PPE uh, dinner yep I've I've seen one where a poor girl had to put on a full face of makeup that's pretty common oh yeah it is shot cruise yeah where a lady will have to put on a full face of makeup and if anyone tells her to touch up or oh, anything like yeah. that, she has to apply more no matter how much she's wearing. Yeah, I've seen that so too. That's yeah, that's some of my friends. Fucking brutal. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. And then there's like a thong one too. Like there's a thong one where you have to wear a thong like the entire the entire roll. Yeah, yeah, the entire fourteen day or I think or however long I guess. Yeah. yeah. God, that would get probably pretty uncomfortable. Good. Yeah, I've seen some funny pull up <laughs> photos of like someone with their shirt off and they wearing the thong like typically a dude I, I actually always a dude like, <laughs> always yeah yeah whale, whale, whale tailing it as they're doing their pull ups I was just gonna say you know that's intentional oh absolutely <laughs> yeah because I, I think somehow like oh I'll just say one of the jump bases I think had like for some reason you know a, you know a jumper looking logo on a thong and <laughs> So <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> gotta cater to everybody. So Holy hell. yeah. So there, there was that, which is which is awesome. <laughs> that it really does well though. It really helps the morale a lot. You Surprisingly, know? yeah, because everyone's kind of like nervous, excited to see who's gonna win, lose. Yeah. And uh, I mean, depending on what it is, you don't really care that much. But yeah, again, it depends. Yeah, because some could be pretty harmless. Like we did like a like a mohawk flip, on yeah, one fire, and then like usually like couple other people join in like yeah man i'll do a mohawk with you yeah you we know? had we had mohawk flips uh the guy who lost was he wanted a mohawk so yeah it was, like, was kind of win-win you know everyone got nice. to be happy about his 
ridiculous haircut and he was stoked about it yeah man and then tattoo flips too like <laughs> i've been around for a few of those i haven't been around for a tattoo flip that'd be pretty funny but yeah. i mean just get drunk down at the firehouse here on the right night and you'll get a tattoo <laughs> <laughs> yeah see yeah just win there yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the mile city look one of the mile city logos it's a, a catfish with a pulaski kind of like a patagonia logo hell yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's cool man i really like it a lot of people mm-hmm. really like it and yeah. and uh so typically there's some rules like it can't just be like your normal like boosters of like the small crew. Cause you, also, you want to be able to pay for the tattoo, right? And so it's got to be like a. Uh, oh, they're not doing it themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's usually more what I hear. Oh no, yeah, you you got it's like a buy-in for the flip. Mm. So like, I think okay. initially like everyone throws in uh, just be you know for sport of it, and some people don't even want the tattoo, but there's other people who, like buy back in. You get like an option to buy back in. I was just gonna say, dude, that like, oh, you guys are gonna help pay for a tattoo? Like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, exactly, dude. Like, I, I need to add more, dude. I know we had, I think it was an exchange. Like, we were getting uh, some like fresh jumpers in, and then we were heading out. We were heading back to Missoula to mm-hmm. reset, you know. And so it was like, I think it was like a two load minimum. I think you could do the the tattoo flip in Miles City. <laughs> cool. So I was like pushing it hard. I was like. We got two loads. Let's do this. He's like, well, no, not really, you know. And like, I can't remember why I kept getting pushed off. That never happened. I was like, oh, oh man. Bummer. Like, yeah, I really wanted that one. I think that logo super cool, you know. Yeah. It's funny. I've met uh, the polar opposites in fire. You know, you got guys who are covered like head to toe in the stupidest tattoos you've ever yeah. seen. And they're just like, I really like them. More power to you, dude. Yeah. Tyrell, never had one. Will not get any. Oh, really? Get any. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I was, I've asked him about it. It's like, damn, like, you're really breaking military stereotype here that's what i was thinking too yeah dude no tattoos you don't even have like a big i'm a corpsman i saved the world like on your chest or back or something like that how else are people gonna know (laughs) know? dude no one's gonna know you're a hero exactly (laughs) unless you tell (laughs) who's gonna thank you for your service exactly (laughs) similar experience with a smoke jumper you know (laughs) so no he's just he's like no i don't want one i don't i have nothing that i care about that much that i want you know what that's fair respect good for you yeah I've yeah. got like my next four planned. But I know, <laughs> man. Like I, if I would have had more money, I'd have two. I would have had two sleeves as, as a rookie after I made the rookie training. Oh yeah. So that was my that was my vision, man. I always wanted sleeves, and mm-hmm. like I I had the ideas all in my head of what I was gonna do, and um like one of them was like, you know, part of my Native American heritage and yeah, uh, my yeah. Irish heritage, and I was gonna have. S- wow, you got some. Oh, I should uh, be a, yeah, I should <laughs> be an alcoholic, really. <laughs> uh, just jokes, just jokes, but kind of. It's fucked up, Luke. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies oh. to both of my uh, ans- to all my ancestors, uh, but I'm yeah. glad you're not. I know. Yeah, it worked out all right, man. I got some some staying power. Ooh, I'm just gonna ruin your look out here. Um, <laughs> this rack is old, man. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Probably have seen some miles, but um, yeah. So like, I was gonna get some like symbols that mean something to me, like a like almost like a general add something to my life that's like important you know like whatever's like adventure you know like even if it's basic you know about to explode to say a beer bottle Uh, yeah (laughs) sorry yeah yeah, exactly like like whiskey or (laughs) fire water like uh sorry um apologies i yeah i can appreciate your your look at heritage and like what you could get to represent that yeah yeah like where it came from so it was like you know something like i don't i mean like i don't like honor or adventure family like you know some term that like Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Live, laugh, love. You know, <laughs> like the tra- the traditional things we're talking about, Sam. Um, oh, on my, my ex arm. would love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was surprised you don't have it on the wall, man. Every <laughs> white wall I've ever seen has like live, laugh, love across it. They're tan. I didn't pick the color. Oh, they are tan. Yeah. Well, I well, guess I mean, you, you get a pass look, on the live, laugh, love. Look man. at the break between the ceiling and the walls. You'll see it. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, you're not lying. So the ceiling is white. So you do have room for live, laugh, love. <laughs> 
right there. I didn't bring the artwork though. All these nails in the yeah. in the wall there's from last year. Oh, that's you. I was gonna say there's a lot of nails. Yeah, that was me. I put up a shitload of paintings last year, and uh-huh. I forgot to bring them this year. I didn't even notice. My bad. I'm a bad <laughs> friend. I don't look up <laughs> enough. I guess I'm looking you're out. Good, you're good. <laughs> yeah, right. looking out the future. So yeah, that's what that was. What I was really gonna do is like but some symbols that uh, you know mean like whatever to me, like family and stuff like that. You know, yeah. and like um, I, don't, I was gonna narrow it down so like it was a l- little more direct on like what I'm trying to achieve in life or whatever it might have been, and then like nice. find like some kind of Celtic symbol and some kind of Nez Perce symbol that kind of means the means you know similar whatever it might be you know and um, yeah so. It, Never came to you. Maybe someday, you know. Uh, plenty so. of time to figure it out. Yeah, I was even gonna like, you know, I got some friends in Ireland and visit with them about like. Sweet. He, yeah, and one of them he he uh, he helped uh, teach Irish studies here in at UM. So oh, my friend awesome. Nisha, shout out to Nisha Baldrin. Baldrin, yeah, hold on, this and that. Nisha, went just went to his wedding. Awesome guy, awesome family. Um, so yeah, I was gonna talk to Nisha about it, and you know, he, man, he's. His history buff to the max man he knows all oh, yeah. you know all this uh, and all history like you know like uh i think i'm pretty sure he's pretty up on his tribal history in the states and then stuff in the celtic gaelic world too you know wow that but, is uh, awesome waldron waldron jesus christ i missed his name sorry nisha nisha waldron Jeez. <laughs> oh man it's been a long day and, and uh man my head is ripping from all the smoke I'm so sensitive from the old smoke right now that's tough because it's smoky it is smoky Just dude like elkhorn bowls and uh was this one down in Salmon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's one down by Salmon. I can't remember the name of that one. That one's the Elkhorn, I think, right? Isn't it by Salmon? I thought West Fork was a oh. Elkhorn. God damn. Yeah. Because there's one, like, right by the old Moose, where the Moose went through last year, I think, is, yeah. like, right next to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure. I kind of lost track of the fires <laughs> this year. Easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, it, like, literally, it was, like, over a week, all of a sudden, everything popped up, it felt like, so. It really did. Yeah. But yeah, and then like so, I guess you know, finish up the tattoo story with the sleeve. It was gonna be like one sleeve with that, and then I was gonna go, you know, try and um, tie in with uh, a few of the elders from the Nez Perce tribe, and, and you know, explain kind of like my story, where my ancestors come and tie into the tribe, and and uh, you know, so I'd get accurate, accurate, you know, the accurate representation. Also, like uh, nothing disrespectful either. Like sure. um, I had known somebody who had gotten this this is hearsay so i didn't i saw the tattoo but i had no idea but it was like a polynesian traditional symbol that like was kind of disrespectful to throw in your skin or something it was the rumor i heard so i don't know if that's mm. true but like that spooked me out on on that kind of stuff I was like oh yeah. no that's fair like, yeah you don't want to throw some someone else's culture on your skin that's like not supposed to be there you know because whatever you know belief they have you know might be yeah. so i'm kind of glad like I don't think I was very smart as a teenager, but the one good move <laughs> that I can look back and be like, at a boy's ham, uh, is getting the first military tattoo is so big with so many people. Yeah. And I was no exception. I um, met a few artists and I had plans for what I wanted and stuff like that. And one of the guys that we were hanging out was like, just get a tribal, bro. It's like, to be real honest, I'm probably not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Like, I don't know if you know anything about me, but I'm pretty white. And, uh, <laughs> that just doesn't really, like, one, it's not what I want, first and foremost. Yeah. And, like, two, kind of weird. Like, I know it's the style right now, but. I was just going to say that. And that lasted for a long time, the tribal It did, stuff, yeah, it yeah. did. And to be honest, like, I thought it was super cool when they first started coming out. I didn't I really want look, one, but. They look awesome. Yeah. Doesn't really, like, yeah. Yeah, it didn't ever appeal to me, thank God. Didn't feel like me. Yeah, yeah, same, man. Like, I was like, eh. But, like, some of the folks I had, especially some of the bigger folks you got like a like a tribal band or something like back when i was a young lad i was like that looks awesome you one know? of my buddies from the army was an islander and he had a fucking sick chest and 
uh, half sleeve tribal. I oh, loved yeah. it. it oh, yeah, great. dude. But it was very much who he was. Yeah. And that was the the disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, yeah, when I was going to Dillon and got to hang out with a lot of the Hawaiian folks and yeah. You know, and they're not, you know, they're not totally Hawaiian, like, you know, like uh, a few of the folks like Tongan descent or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Fijian, I think, and Fijian is right, Fijian, I think. God, man, my brain is just flat, I could butcher all of my friends' stuff, you know. I was like, I don't know, I think you're right, but yeah. I... Fiji, I, from Fiji. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And uh, so, like, you know, from some of the, well, Polynesian, you know, like some of the other Polynesian islands, yeah. you know, Samoa and stuff, so, like, they got stuff that... Similar to what, and I had this idea before I'd met these folks um, about my, you know, heritage and like symbolism on my arm, and then to see like these Polynesians that have like, you know, the, the like symbol symbols from their heritage on their arm, I was like, oh, that's cool, man. So that's kind of something yeah. similar I was gonna do because like Celtic artwork can look ca- kind of like some tribal stuff, and mm-hmm. and then uh, you know some of the Nez Perce symbols, you know, could be kind of similar where I can kind of you know tie them in together, you know. Dude, it's fascinating how symbol or how similar those types of artwork can be yeah because if you look at like some tight celtic knots it can look something like some polynesian oh, stuff you know it's it's sh- like shocking how similar some of the ancient culture art can be yeah and it, yeah it always makes you wonder because like especially like, the polynesians are known for being great sailors and sailing all over how they discovered hawaii and tahiti and all these islands <laughs> you know and like yeah. so they had to be awesome sailors you know and then uh the celtic uh, folks as well you know like that region yep. of you know, Celtic and, and Norwegian and all those, you know, Viking type folks too that sail all over too. So it's like there had to be some kind of intermingling and, you know, like borrowing of cultural stuff back then, you'd think, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but, you know. That would be super fascinating. Yeah, and like back in the day. Those cultures. Yeah, and like back in the day, that was, you know, it was like a sign of kind of respect and sharing. Like you'd trade for something and like, you know, if they liked you, you like them, you'd share something with each other, you know. And mm-hmm. now now it's called cultural appropriation. So I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're we're slowly marching toward that talk we were having earlier about like <laughs> black and white and yeah 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 totally it's not so simple no it's not so simple and I, I think that's the reason why that kind of bugs me a little bit too is because like you know with my kiddos and like do mm-hmm. i have to have like the census that says that my grandma's american indian on it to like prove that my kiddo can be Pocahontas for Halloween, you know, like that's the part that kind of, I, th- I think we're going away from that, but like a couple of years ago, I was like, that's was going through my brain when there was like, huh. everything was pretty woke, you know, I was like, geez, man, like, what if, but what if any kid wants to be Pocahontas? True. Like, yeah. Why not? Why not, man? Like, I think it's awesome. You know, representing mm-hmm. culture and like something they want to strive for. And like, in, you know, like the movie of Pocahontas, it was like, she was just like talking to me, being in touch with the earth, man. Like, that's what we all should be striving for, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. That's just my opinion. I may be wrong, you know? Like, also the beauty of freedom. I could be wrong, you know? Yeah. It's about growth. <laughs> yeah, it's about growth <laughs> and, conne- and connection, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what that represents to me, it's man. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Pocahontas more lately, <laughs> as you can probably tell. <laughs> you know? That's funny. Yeah. So, you know, that's is, that a, is it a favorite movie at the household? Yeah, it's definitely, it's been on quite a bit. You know, like her, her the song that she's uh, singing to Smith, whatever his name is, something Smith. Yeah. What is it, Smith? John. John, yeah. yeah real basic. <laughs> old John Smith. White guy. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, but, you know, like they're making their fort and cutting all the trees and like just kind of disrespecting the land and stuff and like trying to mine, they're looking for treasure and gold and stuff. And so, you know, she has her talk about like being, you know, respecting the earth and being connected with it and you know the song's actually really good and um i'm sure there's some bad connotation that came from that but like disney and stuff but um i don't know it's still a good message in that song though you know mm-hmm. yeah and i think uh 
it it is weird. I've heard the argument many a time where it's hard to look back and then judge people by today's standards right. when they lived at a different time. And I feel like we can almost apply that to art where it's like something is not made inherently racist in the time they had a positive uh, um, goal. Yeah, especially a children's movie. But perhaps it wasn't as sensitive as it could have been. Oh, totally, yeah. It's like, where do you draw the line with this shit? I know. And man. it's tough being <laughs> someone who, well, gives a shit today. That's, that's what I was going to say. I don't ca- know like, <laughs> exactly where to land on a lot of the stuff, but. Yeah, because you, yeah, yeah, you do care. Like, you know, a guy yeah. like us, like, I. Be respectful to people. Exactly. And I don't, where I don't, they're from, their culture, sure. Yeah, we avoid hurting people, especially a group of people. Like, everyone, yeah. you know, like, the unfortunately, the world we live in, someone's going to get hurt by anything, you know, like, it just. I think it's getting less and less. I think things are getting better, but people just want to be mad sometimes. And it's like, well, it's fine, but, like, it, you don't have to be, you know, you can get mad and then maybe look into it a little bit more and figure out why something's making you mad. You yeah. know, is it justifiable or maybe you just like caught you on a bad day and you're like, oh, I guess that wasn't as bad as I thought it was, you know, but communication, communication coming, coming yeah. from a place of understanding is huge. And one of the things that I was super happy about is I've typically been around like very conservative, very like labor intensive folks my entire life. And my family's pretty conservative. Yeah. I don't really know where I fall. Like after all my experiences, military, everything, I'm kind of just like this weird, like I fucking hate everything. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's... Uh, but but it, um, I go back to school, right, as an adult, and I'm like, all I'm told is, like, it's this crybaby liberal shit, you're going to hate it, and everyone's ultra-sensitive. Yeah. Not at all. Um, oh. The physics group that I studied with, <laughs> very good friends, brutally racist to each other. Yeah. And just, like, the most over-the-top way, and it's because we all care about each other, and yeah. we think all this... It's stupid. This poor dude is Catholic, and we don't let him forget it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. everything we ever say to him has something tied in about how messed up the church is and like how stupid it is. Yeah, which is not true, and we're totally kidding. Uh, another woman is from El Salvador. She doesn't hear the end of it. Like, yeah, <laughs> she constantly talks about how evil all the white people are. We laugh about it. We go out of our way for the ghoulish overkill just so we can laugh about the stupidity. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we're all students of mathematics and physics and engineering students, and we all just have a good time with our studies, and we love the relationship that we have with our group. Yeah. And we laugh at it, yeah. which I'm I'm glad for, and everybody feels pretty at home there. Yeah, and comfortable, and, and comfortable to say that stuff, you know, yeah. and then... Yeah, if it did sting, you know, you're like, ooh, that burns a little bit. You know, you could, you could actually say it, and yes. and like, and I would say, the per- I don't know these any of these people. I would say almost a hundred percent, they'd be like, ooh, uh, my bad. I'm no, really, absolutely, you know, yeah. Like, if, if anything has ever been said that has made someone uncomfortable, it's been brought up, and like, so that wasn't cool, and here's why, and everyone's very understanding. Like, like oh, yeah, I didn't know, you know like, cause you probably you didn't have all the information on that person, right? And yeah. Like, yeah, actually, that you know something similar had happened, or whatever it might be, and you'd be like. Oh, I saw, I'm really sorry. I did not know that, you know? Frankly, no line has quite been crossed yet. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think... But, uh, but sometimes you got to tiptoe to kind of find where it is, you yeah. know? I think, especially in friend groups, you know, you start... I blasted over one. I told a story about uh, my friend's sister oh. to a group, and I did not know she wanted that keep kept secret, but it was like mm. nothing to do with the ridiculous shit we say to each other. She's like, could you not tell people things about my family? I was like, I didn't even realize that was a sensitive topic for yeah. you. Like, whoops. That was very public information that I was giving. So it was it about was a like, t-shirt? Say again. <laughs> so was it about a t-shirt? <laughs> um, 
My it bad. Was, I didn't it, mean to throw you off. No, you're good. But it was just, it was one of those things where it's like, no, I'm really glad you brought that up. I had no idea that you felt that way. Yeah. And move right past it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and like, yeah, like you said, just acknowledging and apologizing. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't mean it. You know, right. yeah, I, I get it. I won't, I won't do it again. You know, like, and then hopefully they're okay with that apology and like understanding yeah. that we're all humans and, you know, like you don't know until you know, you know, and I pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if, if, if I'm being sincere, this will not be a problem again, yeah. obviously. And if it continues to be a problem, then obviously I'm not worth, worth hanging out with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want that person in your life. And that's also right. like kind of like we're tied into like relationship stuff, like friendship relationship stuff where it's like, man, you're only, cause the standard, you're only as good as the people you hang around with. You know, mm-hmm. my dad pre- preached that all the time as I was a kid. You are who you hang out with. And the company you keep. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, I heard Pat McAfee say this, and I was trying to put this on my, on my Instagram. He's like, you can't do A plus shit with D plus people. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. <laughs> That's I was, good. I know. I was like, and Pat McAfee said that. I was like, and you're attacking my childhood, uh, yeah. Pat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that hurts. I was, you know, I was, that hurts, man. It's a D plus guy trying to do A plus stuff. <laughs> you know? But no, yeah, I think it's, it's a skill we gain, though. You, you get older and you're like, I don't know if this is who I want to spend my time around. Or you, you know, yeah, on the flip side of that, you meet great people and you recognize, like, Oh, okay, this is important. Yeah, yeah, and kind of relating back to like what you're saying, people are talking about going to college and like you're just going to find these one people. It's like you're broad stroking such a giant population, you know, right. like with your, you, you know, your stereotype. It's like, well, how do you know? You know, like yeah, you, don't. you don't know. And typically it's like the squeaky wheel gets the grease and usually like not that many squeaky wheels, you know, just like, Truly. yeah, small portion of the population that's upset about something and voicing their opinion on it, you know, and it's like that's their right, you know. But they have the freedom to do that, and it's fine, you know. But it was it was the best pleasant surprise for me, for me because yeah. I also got roped into a lot of math classes. I say roped in. I started taking math classes because it was part of the general education program. Turns out I loved it, and then yeah. like a year later, it's like, oh shit, I'm a math major. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm through the calculus series, and I love this. Uh, That's so cool, dude. So I go to work in the math department, and I think incorrectly at first, like it's going to be a bunch of math teachers. Yeah. They like probably go home and like you know eat saltines and go to sleep. Yeah, play around no. with T89 calculators. Actually, they like mountaineering and death metal. And I was Whoa. like, oh, shit, it's Whoa. my people. Yeah, <laughs> man. What? And, yeah, I was so pleasantly surprised by these folks who like to rock climb and hike and do mountaineering stuff and do, like, football kayak. Didn't even know that was a thing. I know, yeah, that's the first time I've heard yeah. that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And just, like, rock music or this one dude. I shouldn't say his name. Huge into like psychedelics and floating rivers for like a week trip long. Wow! I was like, mm, didn't expect that out of you. You seem kind of straight laced. Yeah. And it was just it was so cool to be able to talk to different people and meet everyone from every different kind of walk of life. Right? Yeah, yeah. So many different walks of life because you do have the people who are you know one teacher who's like I'm a mom and like I do this as my job and I go home and I take care of my kids and I go to bed yeah totally fine and she loves her life and that's perfect yeah and then you have this other lady who's like death metal concerts and rock climbing I'm like I want to hang out with you <laughs> yeah yeah I'm into that for sure yeah yeah we're gonna be friends you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's it's super fun being able to um those are the best surprises in life to me, Truly, man. Yeah, you, know, like you, you go on expecting one thing, it's a complete opposite, and it ends up being better than you can even yeah, imagine. It opened my eyes to, like, dude, judging books by their cover. Stop. Yeah, dude, it's one of those things, man. It's just like it just sneaks up on all of us, I think, man. Like, you just are like, okay, I know I've been around these kind of people before. And then, like, you, you give them a chance, you know, because, like, it, being a good person like you are, you, and yeah. like me, I, I hope, you know, like, I give them a chance. I'm like, 
oh, I'm so sorry. You're way cooler than me and way cooler <laughs> than I thought, you know? Like, <laughs> you're way cooler than I thought you'd be. Yeah. Yes. Give people a chance, man. Don't, don't uh, assume too much. Yeah, and don't totally close doors and judge. You yeah. know, like, even if you are judging, try to move through because we're, we're all guilty of it, you oh know? God. So it's like, but knowing it, right? Like, ha- knowing yourself, like, uh, man, something I'd heard, like, that was kind of residual um, that was going through, it was weird because, like, I'd kind of heard, like, references to it and uh, I'll just say the, the phrase so I don't keep dancing around. The phrase is know thyself. Mm. You know, it's a strong phrase that's been around, like, and, you know, been written in caves and stuff and the reason why I know that part is because uh, um, this guy named Micah Fink who has uh, a great veteran program called Heroes Heroes and Horses um, mm-hmm. it's is it's it what it sounds like? yeah exactly yeah veteran uh, for veteran re- rehabilitation and, and using horses to help uh, in the process and That's awesome. just having the connection with horses and being responsible for a creature and, and learning how to you know be safe and work with, with them and, and it's a lot of physical stuff so I think they I don't think there's any hot water in the compound, and um, Mike, I think he's uh, ex-spec officer, I would say Navy SEAL, and like he did some CIA work, and if people are interested, you can go on, uh, you can look him up on, he was on Jocko Podcasting, he did like a five-hour one, oh, wow. it was really good, and nice. he talks about like that became, you know, they'd have a model for each class I went through, and then finally, it was it was almost like that was dancing around, uh, know thyself, and then finally he just pinned down know thyself, he's like, that's the most important thing that I can relay to these folks and so that's like above the lodge door or something like that and he's ah. and he traces it back to like being on caves and all this hu- uh past you know historic things that refer to just knowing thyself and like if you know who you are and what you want it's ways to just you know put your foot forward and start a future you know oh yeah and yeah so i was like dang that's super powerful you know yeah and it escapes many of it, it escapes me yeah you know more often than i realize it does yeah same and but but like also having i mean a little bit of awareness right like we we're just talking like knowing like going into something like knowing that you're like feeling a little standoffish because you're like man i don't know if uh, this is for me yeah but knowing that about yourself and pushing forward and having an open mind and just Mm -hmm. trying it and then like you said all of a sudden like you're hanging out with these people that you'd not think you connect (laughs) with and like you connect with them more than most people you know yeah yeah (laughs) what yeah like that stuff's so cool man Mm -hmm. yeah so many opportunities like that in the world too like even for me when i went back to college and actually like hung out with some other folks and it, like like saying like the people you are you are you hang out with and when you have a higher caliber sh- people that you hang out with you try to be like them and, and add to the group and, and be better yourself you know I do agree with that yeah yeah I've never wanted to go to the gym so much as when I was living with my roommate in the military and also my best like one of my best buddies because he's a gym rat <laughs> and yeah. now he's a freaking bodybuilder he's just which is super cool for him yeah I That's love huge. that but yeah it's like back when we were kids i could kind of take her to leave it and he was like no dude let's go like, all right you're right let's yeah. go and just little influences like that are important yeah man and then uh for me like being receptive on on uh the um the not aftermath but like you do something and it creates uh what's the word i'm looking for like um like the results i guess you know but mm-hmm. like i was thinking of a better term of how like the uh benefits of it the Oh, I don't know the side effects. I guess <laughs> going to the gym, you know, for me is like uh, mental clarity, mm-hmm. um, strength, and core, and um, just all around health. I feel like I sleep better. You know, oh yeah, and my pa- I have more patience, and being strong um, feels b- like I feel better. Like in in people think it's like oh, because you can you know squat or bench this much or whatever. No, I mean mm-hmm. like it's a, a little bit of that. You know, like being strong in that sense, but also it's like 
no, I can do my daily activities. I can push a lawnmower. You know, I can pick <laughs> things up. I can, you know, change a tire. Yeah. And I also like, especially when I was fighting fire, I can carry a saw. I can take an impact. I can take a tumble. And I got, especially on a smoke ship, like take that impact, oh, God, you know, yeah. like and and have a better outcome than being, you know, mushy mashed potato body. And, you know, like <laughs> that impact. Knees, yeah, huh? that exactly. That impact goes right to your joints or your bones, you know. And like, it, the, you know, hard enough impact is going to go through any kind of muscle. But like you can cushion things a little better by having a harder shell you know absolutely and it just it brings that confidence yeah absolutely confident yeah you feel good look good you know mm-hmm. look good feel good you know <laughs> yeah. yeah and i mean even before you see like crazy results you will start feeling better just with the things that you would mention like a better sleep s- schedule you know yeah and then stuff. typically too it's like other people notice it you first are like yeah yeah like oh man like you won that t-shirt before it could be like your one of your main shirts you know you're like yeah, every I'm, other day yeah yeah, yeah yesterday <laughs> you know <they're> like <laughs> man it looks it looks really good on you you're like oh thank you you know like stuff so, and you may not even know it's transformation yet because you know you see your body every day but for someone who doesn't see you all the time you're like man looking good man they're like what you what you been up to you know I'm like oh, i just got back in a workout routine yeah exactly man and i uh i just yeah function better and all that speaking of function what time is it 9.51, according to the oven. According to the oven? Oh, man, the oven is spot on. By <sighs> the way. All right. Yeah, probably wrap this sucker up, my friend. <laughs> Sorry, I could talk all night, dude. Yeah, same, man. This is great. Like, I didn't want to, c- like, I was kind of shooting for, like, an hour, hour and a half because uh, I didn't want to keep you up. And Oh, I don't mind know, at all. Head back to home. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate that. I appreciate you having me, man. Like, this is awesome. Like, you know, like, I'm obviously a big fan of Lookouts. I mean, it's in my, <laughs> in my name, you know, Lookout Podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I feel like I can just wax poetic and just ramble all night about, you know, I mean, life in general. Yeah. I feel like we kind of get off topic, so I apologize for that. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I mean, that's what this is kind of for, is just like exploring other ideas, you know, and like it always like, I mean, it always kind of laces back through to the outdoors and, and True. mental health, whatever you're going for, you know, and, and mm-hmm. experiences, man. Like life's about the experiences. And, and when you're talking about uh, going to college and, you know, meeting new people and, and having new experiences, it reminded me of the old Mark Twain quote where, oh, man, I'm going to butcher this because it's super long, but it's like, travel is uh, futile to bigotry, narrow-mindedness, narrow and, I don't know, selfishness or something. Like, mm. And he said, most most of the population are needing it sorely. I, I got to look it up, so it's like <laughs> a better version of this. Okay. But Sounds great. Um, yeah, like that that quote is so accurate, man. Mm-hmm. Mark Twain, you know, like the, the one picture that went along with the quote is him on like this very old looking vessel mm-hmm. traveling across the ocean probably. It's like, it was true back then and it's true now, you know? Yeah. Let's see if we can actually f- find the sucker in a relative... You know, short period of time. <laughs> oh. I don't think it's going to happen. Your story about the the chopper coming real close to you in oh, a vulnerable yeah. moment. Yeah, very, so very vulnerable. I had something funny happen to me last year. Uh, this is, I was surprisingly not embarrassed when this happened, but I, oh, was, I was laying outside, and I was naked, <laughs> just kind of hanging out one day, soaking up the sun. I mean, I hadn't seen anyone in like four days. I was like, I'm probably safe to do this. Getting some vitamin D. <laughs> But I was I was just laying there reading a book, and this this biplane came out of nowhere, came ripping around the mountain. They were super low in the canyon, so I could not hear or see them coming up. They circled not just once, but twice. So I don't know. They saw for sure. I don't know if they were taking pictures or what. But it's the first thing, like, kind of lowered my book. I was like, creep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 
getting and running up. Like, I'm not getting up and running and changing. Yeah. Like, I'm staying right here. I'm going to keep reading my book. Oh, man. And they flew off, and I was a lot less embarrassed than I imagined I would have been. Oh, you, you got the confidence. When, how long ago was this? <laughs> Last year. Last year? Oh, yeah. See, man, yeah. <laughs> You're starting to get this real man confidence. And I can actually, that kind of brings me to, like, what I was going to reference earlier when, you know, talking about, like, our... Our stories and stuff, I, th- I feel like we have just enough life perspective to, you know, add add a little bit to whoever might be listening to this. Like, you know, I'm 37. We're tickling 40. I, I know I got a lot to learn. But also, like, if I can, if, you know, what we're talking about can help anybody who's, you know, going through some growing pains and figuring stuff out, man. And, like, just little tips, man, of what we've learned. You know, we're not experts and, you know. By no means. By no means, man. And, like, we're not going to be the absolute best for this but also when we've lived it you know we got some experience to share you know mm-hmm. and you know having those relationships and those things that we talked about about this you know like and surrounding yourself with good people you know like is very important man and really? yeah you notice it dude you like when you get around some better folks and higher caliber people and higher car- caliber partners you know someone yes, brings you up yeah. and gets you out of bed you know like that's huge that was like on my criteria you know like it was a hard lesson for me. Yeah. Hopefully less so for other people moving forward. Exactly. I think we've all had that, man. Like, yeah. and, Or like you get somebody who's like selling a lifestyle that they're not actually living and they like yes. the idea of it. Yeah. But then yeah. so you get involved in a relationship and <laughs> happens to so many folks. And, and mm-hmm. it's like, wait a minute. You told me you were like into all this outdoorsy stuff and you hate camping. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, that all involves camping, you know. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like you don't. You've out. 20 steps into a hike it's hot it's cold there's bugs why are we out here yeah like, oh yeah oh you don't you don't like this <laughs> yeah exactly uh, we have to stay in the tent like well this is what camping is <laughs> <You know? laughs> like oh man and that's it it all comes back to that communication thing exactly yeah so open and honest with each other and if someone tells you <laughs> i don't like that shit yeah i don't want to go you can save a lot of heartache <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, well, you know, like I kind of want somebody in my life that likes to share these adventures. So that's huge. Yeah, exactly, and and it's also like so much easier to part ways at that point, right? You're like, oh, all right, you know, my bad. I I thought this was kind of in your thing too, but yeah, totally fine. You know, like you you do what you enjoy, I'm gonna do what I enjoy, and you know, I'll see you around sometime. You know, like makes everything better. You know, and then you see, and they do, especially if you're a small town kid like me. You know, like. <laughs> You run into those folks again. So, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you, hey, yeah, hey, sorry, was a dick, you know, but if <laughs> sorry, was a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're still mad because you can't let it go, you know, instead of being like, hey, man, I can't make you like me. And, you know, you're not the same person. Um, we don't, we don't mash. We're in a different things, you know, like, we don't mash is what I meant to say. And, like, totally fine, you know, mm-hmm. like, no one, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to. And there's oh, so many people on this planet, man, you know, like, <laughs> There's one out there for you. There's one of the same things, you know, unless mm-hmm. you're like a very, very, I mean, that'd be real strange, you know, <laughs> like real weird, real, you know, like I don't even know. You Stop know? being a serial killer. I That's guess. what I was going to say. That's <laughs> what I was going to lean towards, serial killer. But, I mean, there's, maybe we'll find another one, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> please, please don't. Please don't. Yeah, don't do that. Not healthy. We're talking about healthy things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be healthy. Be kind to each other. Um, but I found I found that quote too. Did I cut you off? Were you saying something? Nope. All right. The story. Yeah, I, just, I don't want to cut you off your story. I just started like <laughs> no. thinking about like other stuff and just like you know your age and my age and mm-hmm. being like, being able to share just like some experiences and and stuff that we learned on on our journey in this life. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I was good with the plane story. Being a creep. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, totally, man. But kind of tied into like you know you being an older guy and just like as a younger person, you'd be like, oh shoot, you know, like, run away. <laughs> but you know, it's like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I'm like, you're in my front lawn. Like, what? <laughs> Can I help you? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we need directions. <laughs> Sula Peak. 
Yeah. <laughs> air to ground. What do you want? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Sue the peak to the aircraft. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I had a story about that, but I'll keep going. <laughs> found, found the Mark Twain quote. Nine I was here. For, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you familiar with any of the Mark Twain quotes? Probably. I mean, they're pretty common. I was going to say, I've heard a few. Yeah. But I'm, I am shamefully not as up as I'd like to be. Yeah, I know. I like a, like a, sometimes, like, like especially in the winter, you know, like if I got mm-hmm. some downtime, I'll, like this winter, I, I was, uh, the Lorax uh, story in, in book, I always thought was interesting because it, it's kind of like a forest service or, you know, forest friendly uh, oh, it's, cartoon. Yeah. You know, I mean, like the, what happens it is, you know, they, they you know, massacre a forest yeah. and logging, but uh, looking for, you know, that the whole smoggy planet. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because they're trying to make the, whatever the sweater thing's called, you know, yeah. and, uh, but you know, the story's good, you know, like taking care of the planet and the animals and stuff, you know, and the Lorax is like in a steward of the forest, you know, like mm-hmm. a forester himself. Um, so we're all growing out those mustaches. Yeah. God, I wish <laughs> I could, man. It's so big and beautiful, you know, a little hairball. Maybe that's me in, maybe that's me in old age, age 60. Striving to be the Lorax. Yeah. Just a little bald <laughs> mustache with fur. It's Luke. He speaks for the trees. Yeah, exactly. That's people <laughs> the trees. Yeah, exactly, man. Oh, dude. Yeah, you got a good memory. <laughs> Sorry, the quote. <laughs> no, that's good. But um, yeah, so the back to the Mark Twain quote: uh, "Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime." So, mm. Mark Twain. Which, like I said, is accurate then as it is now, man. Like you just, oh, I'd agree. Get that narrow view of the, of the world if you don't get out and see see things, man. See see what people are up to and what they're doing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Got to meet folks. Got to meet people. Right. And like, I, yeah, actually, well, I'll just keep going. But yeah. Story for another time, but yeah, I got something I can tag onto that later. So maybe maybe the next one. Yeah. I, yeah, we got to schedule another one of these, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think. Today's August fourth. So, I mean, you only got I've got a more less than a month. Yeah, less than a month. So, I'll try to try to get one in maybe before you leave. But that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to. Maybe we could include Generelli. Oh, that'd be good. I've never been to Deer. I've never been to Deer Mountain. My even my my vocabulary is starting to fail. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, a little tongue tied towards yeah. the end of the night. I know go Deer Mountain. You know, <laughs> like I'm just starting to just drop <laughs> words. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, it's like how you speak on the fire crew at the end of the season. Oh yeah, like you, man, your brain is like uh, <laughs> joy at a great term for a hot brain. You know, like you just you just start losing. That's fantastic. Yeah, you start just losing words out of your vocabulary. Like hungry? Yes. <laughs> you know? Hungry now. Hungry now. Yeah. <laughs> Luke need food. Angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Me angry. Me are you a food. human or are you a creature? Yeah. I just get get in a caveman mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a bad deal. But yeah, going to Deer Mountain would be super cool or something, like you said. Or, you know, I even thought about like hiking to Boulder Point one of these times. So. <laughs> Dude, that would be cool. Yeah, be, yeah, Boulder Point would be super cool. I haven't been in there yet, so mm. we'll plan something, man. Well, um, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to folks that I saw in Stevensville the other night. Uh, didn't mean to, to give you the cold shoulder. I, I, I was waving, but like, uh, Apparently we did not see. Well, I saw you guys waving. But you didn't see me waving. It was kind of a quick one, um, but uh, I had to kind of rush to get home. So next time, if uh, if you all see me down there in Stevensville and, and you get, give a wave, I'll, I'll swing by and maybe give you some stickers and talk shop a little bit. So appreciate the support. Appreciate you guys messaging me about following the the podcast and 
that support goes a long way. Let me tell you, like, I really appreciate it because, um, you know, been at this for a while and sometimes you don't know if you're really onto something or if you're just kind of like annoying people. So <laughs> it's good to, it's good to get the good feedback, you know? It's like my chronic worry about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's I just enjoy doing it. It's an excuse to hang out with you and, and, and share some stories. And Likewise. Yeah. And get up in a cool place and not, not too people get, get to you see this or get to go to a lookout so we get to share experience with somebody that you know maybe that wouldn't have a chance to to see a lookout and see an actual lookout and, <laughs> and see how it operates you know true so yeah and have uh you, have you done like a little tour before of mm. one on the podcast where you're like okay this is the living situation this is the holiday stuff like that no but then you that Maybe yeah. we should do this again. Yeah. Next time on the Dating Advice Podcast. The Dating Advice Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Lookout Dating Podcast. Yeah. No. Life uh, advice from the Lookout. That'd be cool to add a little snippet, though, to your video. Like, you know, this is just my idea, but uh, picture or video of the Allidate, how it works, yeah. uh, stuff like that. That's, yeah, it's really Kinda a good call, neat. man. Yeah, especially, yeah, give people a little bit more familiarity with it because it's those type of things like, like I had to get really good at, at uh, and I'm still... I mean, not really good. I had to get better at uh, acronyms and trying to explain, like, like the stupid flip and <laughs> IA and, like, some of the things that we use, type six engines. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the stuff that, like, is common vocabulary in us, in our world, and just, like, you know, using Nalidade and um, the lookout situation. Like, everybody in the Forest Service and Wildland Fire, I think, a really good idea of, of how it works. But, like, it's there's not that many of these out there, especially ones that are actually functioning. So, yeah. for folks, you know, like, Especially, you know, some of the folks that are following me, thank you, uh, that uh, are not in the Northwest who don't, or Southwest, is lookouts there um, in California, too. But there's actually a few back east, too. So there's, they're sprinkled around, but, uh, you know, some other folks don't have experience with this. Or maybe even, like, live around here that just don't know much about them, man. Like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Mm -hmm. do, a, do a little tutorial. Yeah, yeah, maybe, right. yeah, yeah maybe the next one. So, like, it'll... Right now, it'll be okay, but it looks like we're just in a in a box, you know, like a dark <laughs> box right now, you know, like yeah. there's no views. So yeah, next time we'll do it with the sun out, so you can kind of get a little bit of the mountain background and a little more of the aesthetics. That would be cool too. I don't know what your days off are. I usually have Thursdays. Oh, Thursdays. Like oh. Every other Thursday, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can make like a Thursday evening work or something maybe. Like, yeah. Yeah. Get up here with the sun still. Yeah. Yeah. Just come pop in right after work and. That's a good call. Maybe I'll do a follow-up one. Like you said, more, more dating advice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Actually, I think that's all the advice I have. So. I was like, it should come from you. You're the one who's married. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I have a success story, but I don't know. You know, but the, the, you know, the problem with advice, though, it's like it was working for me. I don't know if it's going to work for you <laughs> you or anybody else, you know. Right, like right. It's just, that's uh, But that's also the fun thing, right? Like it's, uh, it's everyone's own journey, it's, man. Yeah, like it's a unique journey. It is, man. Like it's – there's no way – that you know like because unless my wife was a clone and you were a clone of me somehow <laughs> that it would be the same situation even then like who knows you know with life experiences coming up it might just be totally different you right. know so yep. which is part of the fun i I think um so yeah i just want to say thank you to everybody who's been tuning in and following me and the podcast is growing a little bit and i'm gonna start trying to do some more promotion stuff maybe get a, a patreon going here soon so People can help out the old uh and part of that is because the old air airstream my 65 airstream that i've been working on is slowly rattling apart as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm having to put a little more money into that sucker. So like, uh, you know, getting a Patreon going and getting some folks to, to help kind of donate with the, the project to, you know, help get that thing to life and get a little bit more equipment like we were talking, like a upgrade on the camera setup and uh, a few other things to 
Gotta help get out some more quality on the on the podcast and get that headquarters set up, man. Yeah, that's kind of what I need. I mean, I I like the travel, uh, you know, the mobile mobile ability of the uh, of the airstream, and mm-hmm. it's kind of iconic being in sixty five. But yeah, I think eventually it'll have to be I'll have to have a home base somewhere at least, you know, and yeah. maybe at least a place to park it, you know, like <laughs> just all, you know in a central location like Missoula or something where I can meet folks, you know. <laughs> Thought about taking it to the office? Yeah, 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 yeah. I brought it to the office a few times. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Parking over there, so uh, I definitely wouldn't leave it there. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No. Uh, but, yeah, man, thanks again for doing this. I really appreciate you, dude. Thanks for coming up, man. It's yeah. a pleasure, always. Oh, yeah, same, man. I, yeah, pleasure's all mine, dude, and I appreciate you having me. Like I said, I appreciate everybody who's, who's been following me and checking me out, and, uh, yeah, I got some more cool, cool podcasts to, to come, so... Uh, stay with me and uh, you know we'll keep it going thank you cheers cheers